Welcome to Afterlives of Ancient Egypt, in which we discuss ancient history and relevant current events. I'm Kara Cooney, and I love to take deep dives into history that are not always possible in academic formats. So let's get started. Hello. Hi, Jordan. How are you doing? I'm okay. Doing good. Yeah. Writing. Hard times at UCLA yes. these days. Yes, yes. Yes. But with, with all with that strike agreement of increased wage and no way to pay for the increased wage. Yeah, it's wage. really convenient for the boss to say, yeah, sure, I'll give you a increased wage and then just say, oh, wait, but we're not going to pay for it and make the And then dump it on us, dump it on the chairs. The barrel. <laughs> and then we're like, wait, okay, so now we have to figure out a way to pay for the students mm -hmm. we have. And then we can only take half of the students we took before because what did they do? They gave you a 50% increase and now... Yep. But we're they didn't gonna, increase your budget at all. No, absolutely none. And so now we have to deal with that. And what it will affect will be the ratios of student to professor in each class. Student well, to instructor the undergrad in education? Class. Yeah, for undergrads. For undergrads, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and graduate programs as well. Yeah. You'll be accepting less people. And yeah. They'll be forced out faster, so it won't be as quality of work. Yeah. Especially in our program where it takes so long to acquire the languages. Yeah. You know. And for those people out there saying, but it's it's unethical to train PhDs. There's a lot of jobs out there for people with PhDs yeah. that aren't academic, that are brilliant, and our, and our former PhDs have those jobs yeah. and are doing quite well. And I don't have any unemployed students nope. um, with PhDs, so I'll just, I'll just say that. All the skills you learn <laughs> as a PhD student are applicable in pretty much yeah. any job. Yeah. And these students sure. are not adjuncting. No. There's no, no adjuncting no, no. on my like watch. Like real long-term mm -hmm. with benefits the jobs, whole thing. Yeah. Yes, careers. Not. So let me rephrase. All all of our PhDs have careers mm -hmm. post PhD. Yeah. So yeah. So it's good. Yeah. But today <laughs> we're finally tackling a topic that I think you know, people have asked us to do. I don't know why we haven't done it sooner. I know. And as soon as we mentioned it last week, it was like, "Oh yeah, it's a no-brainer. Like yeah. let's tackle that." And you know, we've chatted with friends about and all mm -hmm. these types of things um but yeah so essentially traveling to egypt we're going to cover you know how you get there what do you do you when stay, you get there places to visit places what to eat people you want to meet people you don't want to meet how to navigate it is it safe that yeah. ever-present question yeah all and of these things all those goodies yeah. um so i don't have as many detailed questions for this time but i did pull a rough thematic thematic outline and i'd like to point out to you keep just us got, on track you just got back from Egypt. yes yes and you were in egypt a little bit ago as well yep i was there in september um, um yeah i think into october i had a trip where i was a week in egypt and a week in prague mm -hmm. and we we made it work so yeah yeah um okay so first i want to address the elephant in the room mm -hmm. as you just mentioned mm -hmm. which is the whole safety question yeah. which is the first thing we always get asked. Yeah, is it safe for me is to go to safe? Egypt? Is it safe? And what's my first answer to that question now, Gordo? Uh, my first answer is yeah, they don't have guns. It's yeah. way safer than here. I don't know, you just <laughs> exactly. turn on the news and you, people are getting murdered by the cops like every other day. Murdered by the cops, murdered, murdered by, by the patriarch of the week. You can't even go to a New Year's party now. Who's who's the latest old dude to take out his family and his children mm -hmm. and himself? You can't and go to any public event because someone could show up with an automatic weapon and kill you. Yeah. So, so America none of that's happening in Egypt. No, it's not. <laughs> America ain't safe right now. So if you're worried about Egypt being safe, that says a lot more about your own perspectives yes. about safety in the world. And it means that you're overlooking a lot 
about safety in the United States and where gun violence is hitting. The feeling that I think a lot of people mistake for feeling unsafe is feeling like insecure or uncomfortable because you're in a different culture. You're right. not in your hometown in right. wherever, right? You're traveling someplace new that maybe you've never been before. So you have to learn new things and you're feeling uncomfortable because that's normal, you know, you so, know. So maybe, Jordan, people are asking when they say, is it safe? They want to know how much it is like America. Or they're asking, <laughs> I went to Rome once and I got my pockets picked yeah. on the bus outside the Coliseum where everyone gets their pockets picked. Yeah. And they took like $300 and other things. And so maybe they're asking, am I, get, am I going to get fucked over in Egypt? And which is a reasonable question. Yeah. And our answer will be no. No, you won't. If if anybody's going to take more money than they should, they will probably do it with your eyes wide open and not with through any kind of theft or pocket yes. picking. Never had my pocket picked in Egypt. I've never, never had, had a bag stolen. stolen. Never. Nope. And I'm not saying these things can't happen, yeah. but as far as tourists are concerned, I've the... left my stuff with people before. Yeah. Like when we were doing right in December when we were there and we were, you know, photographing the nobles' tombs, we would left, leave our stuff at, like, the guard's hut. Yeah. And, like, all, like, like fam camera equipment. And like, when we say guard, we don't mean, like, police guard. We like, mean, like, a dude in a Galabea who's yeah. there. Like, who's the custodian, yeah. in a sense, of these yeah. tombs. They each get, you know, tombs to make sure we tourists are not damaging the tombs. And, and, and we've you been know. framing this in a negative way. Let me put it in a positive way. I've never been to a place where if I scream at midnight in the streets of Cairo, more people will come running to my aid yeah. than Egypt. That place, it, people it's are- eyes on the street. <laughs> their survival depends on their connection to the people around them who are all strangers, 100 million strangers, mm -hmm. but they still maintain that connection and are all up in everyone's business. It can be for good or bad, yeah. but you're going to be safe there. You might be, annoyed by how much people talk to you. Yeah. You might be annoyed by how much they get in your business and are trying to give you directions when you never asked and why mm -hmm. they started up conversation you didn't start. If you're that person that like pretends to be deaf in the back of a cab like that Seinfeld episode so that the cab driver doesn't talk to you, maybe Egypt isn't for you. Yeah, if you're like hard New York vibe or something, it's not gonna really work. No, there's conversations yeah. all you the need time. need to be a little bit everywhere. more, you know, Mediterranean about it. like. Yeah. It's very like, because it comes from a hospi hospitableness. It, it comes from a, I, I think it I comes think from survival. Kind of, yeah, that you need to know what's going on and The way the Egyptians and... in a pastoral or an urban context survive is by working with everyone on the streets around them, not screwing each other over and, and trying to get ahead. Mm -hmm. Do people screw each other over? Yes, they're humans like any other. Yeah. But I, I'll just end by saying that Egypt, in terms of, humanity and common goodness is much more human and ethical than walking the streets of New York or Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, I, if you screamed in Los Angeles, I don't know if anyone would come help you. What, so, so we worry about things like we have gun violence in the United States. Mm -hmm. We also have a massive, particularly in Los Angeles or in California as a whole, a massive homelessness crisis mm -hmm. where people from other states are coming to California because it doesn't rain a whole lot. And you've got people on hard drugs like meth that make them crazy, give them crazy eyes, and make you have to take a wide berth. 
you don't see that in Egypt. It's a rare thing. I'm not saying you're never going to see a, a crazy homeless person, but it is not like yeah. you see in Los Angeles or San Francisco. There's not. There's really nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's maybe like in Luxor. There's like the. I remember when I was there. In the 90s, there was a crazy naked adolescent boy who would run around West Bank Luxor. And everyone knew that he belonged to a certain family and mm-hmm. people would kind of take care of him. And he was kind of this wild boy who was who was completely schizophrenic and psychotic and seeing whatever he was seeing. And everyone just kind of let him run around and would like leave little food bits mm-hmm. for him. And he figured it out. But Well, it's very much more like, I, you know, our rugged individualism here. Yeah. People get left behind. Yeah. No one's looking out for you. Where in... No. Like Egypt, it's like your family is really important. The, you know, your town you grew up in, the village you grew up in, like everyone knows each other. It's a big community, and everyone takes care of each other. Yeah, and they welcome you into that. Like when we were just in Luxor, we got like fully yeah. welcome into yeah the community. Went to you know a bachelor party essentially. Yeah, yeah. We're having dinner at the you know home, and and you and I both have good Egyptian friends, yeah. people we trust. To throw themselves in the in front of the bus and to pull us or, or to pull and to pull us away, yeah. we know they'll do that, right? Mm-hmm. And we have those friends. And so, what Jordan and I want to do is tell you how we found those people because you're going to find your own people, but yep. you'll find different people mm-hmm. from us. Cultivate how, those relationships. How you cultivate yeah. those relationships? How you get on your Facebook Messenger or your WhatsApp mm-hmm. and make sure you maintain those relationships to connect with those people? Because when you like. Like traveling anywhere, if you go with someone who either lives there or has been there before, it's always a better time because they have know all the in and outs and yep. tricks, in the, tricks in the trade. And you yep. know, you don't go there at this time; it's always really busy then or with traffic. You know, I it's like when anyone comes to LA, they'll hit me up and say like, you know, what should I see or do? It's you always want to like hit up a local. Yeah. Or go with a local. Not that we ever have time in late capitalist no, society like, to take the local to downtown or wherever they want to go. Well, not downtown. No. We wouldn't. <laughs> it's scary down there. Scary there. I agree. Um, but if you have connections to people, the right hotels, the right communities, the right restaurant. And you get to see the real gonna, Egypt, not yes. the like super curated, like super tourist Egypt where you stay in your little hotel and they bus you to like three sites and then you get on a cruise ship and sail away or go to the Red Sea and that's all. And so this is really important and this is something I wanna I wanna stop and I wanna tell you that right now the nation state of Egypt is encouraging more of that kind of travel. The yes. packages, the tours Curated. where you get flown into a certain place, they meet you with the sign, you're herded into a bus, everything's safe. You know where you don't even have to think about anything. You're yep. like, that's my name or that's my tour company. And you do what they tell you. But if you travel that way, and there's nothing wrong yep. if you do. I've led one tour, and have you ever been on one of those tours? Mm-hmm. But if you go on such a tour, your time will not be yours. You can't go, oh my God, schedule. look at that alleyway yeah. with all of those fun shops. I want to walk down nope. there. And you can in Egypt. You should in mm-hmm. Egypt. And you cannot do that when you're on a tour. They're going to bring you to their shops where they're going to get their kickbacks. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring you to their restaurant where they're going to get their kickbacks. And it's just going to keep going that way. Yeah. They're going to give you this and much time you go time to the pyramids the and you get a half hour. Exactly. And then we're back on the bus and going somewhere else. Do you see more on such a tour? Maybe. But it's not going to be the same kind of way that we travel where you're hanging out at, in Karnak and you get to go maybe behind the, mm-hmm. if you have a friend who's like, oh yeah, let me bring you I know you the where, guard. Yeah, yeah, I know the guard and we're going to go hang out and have tea. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're in a space. In, oh yeah, you'll have more tea than you've ever. Yeah, you will. <laughs> ever you wanted. Will. So get, get used to drinking lots of tea. It's very Chagrin. strong. 
sugary, sugary. Sugary strong and caffeine strong. So Though I think they know that we don't like it as sugary because every last time I was there, they would ask how many sugars. Right. And we'd always say two. And then like they would have like five. And, and then you might be asking, <laughs> is the tea safe? We're going to have a section on yes, that, right? We'll We're going to have food. a section on healthcare because I'm a super sensitive lass and I must watch for my bodily... And mm-hmm. I got hepatitis A last time I was in Egypt. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I had the shots. Yes. So we're going to tell you all the things. And Go I made a stupid rookie mistake. Medicine. I made a rookie mistake. And I'll tell you what that rookie mistake was. But you I've should. Been, I was risky last. I've just been more. But, but you don't have the problems that I have. Mm-mm. So if you have the iron stomach, you should do whatever the hell you want to do and enjoy. Yeah. But And maybe the first time you go there, be more cautious. And yeah. then as you're there, more you develop a gu- the gut bacteria yeah. and stuff. So. Yeah. But yes, okay, so we're going to start systematically so we're not just totally randomling. And we're not telling you, if you want to take a tour, you take a tour. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking and about. And if you only, you know, if only you, if you can only be there for like a limited amount of time, I think the tour maybe makes more sense. Maybe. Because it kind of hits the like hot spots. Yeah. Maybe. Um, like well, when we go, we go for like weeks. We do. So, But I was just there for just one week yeah. and you know, I didn't really go anywhere, but I hung out but with my people and my been, friends. I have been, I have you been. You know, it's different. But, but you get a deeper dive in a more humanistic sense. And let me say that for those who have gone on the tours, it becomes super overwhelming, particularly if you've never been it's to tiring. Egypt before. It's like, you know, like full like 6 a.m. to like 5 p.m. Like and you're, you're like doing another stuff. temple, another temple, another set of tours. Yeah, or you, you know, one day you just want to like sleep in maybe yeah. and like hang by a pool. Yeah. Like that's maybe There's not built in. There's nothing wrong with hanging by a pool. Or you want to go horse riding. Mm-hmm. You want to go riding by the pyramids. Some tours are going to set that up. Some aren't. Yeah. And, or you have to make difficult choices. There's always choices. Yeah. So it's, an, it's you want to be like, how can I create create a relationship with Egypt and with the Sudan mm-hmm. where I can go back again and have those people to connect to again. Yeah. So and that's what that's what we're long term relationships. Yes. Okay. So our first question is getting there. Yeah. So from the States. Yeah. When we fly, because we're all all the way over here in Los Angeles, it usually is It's it's a slog. A hike. It's a slog. It's um, no it's no joke. For us. But from the East Coast, it's really easy. It's if you're in easy. Europe, it's super easy. Yeah, four hours. Yeah. Don't complain. But, you know, one or two layovers, depending on what you want to pay. Yeah. Flights average. A right thousand. now, they're a kind of a little bit more. But I haven't looked. What are they now? I haven't looked lately. But, like, when we went in December, it was, like, 1400 Yeah. That's expensive. But, like, the cheapest I paid is, like, 8 Yeah. So I would say between 8 to, like, I two? got a 600 on, on Qatar Airways. Yes, if you fly direct. And it's still sitting there, right, Amber? It's just sitting there. We ha- I had to cancel it for, I can't remember why I had to cancel it. There's so many reasons, but What's our... it's sitting there in my account. And I can't transfer it to anyone. They're yeah. like, only you may fly. I'm um, like, damn it. So, wait. anyway. Um, but Egypt Air is part of the um, United... The Star Alliance. Star Alliance. I always fly the Star Alliance, and I usually fly Lufthansa, mm-hmm. and I either do a Munich or yep. Frankfurt layover, because because I have the lounge. So we did too. And I have the credit card. And we have the credit card then, and the lounge. Exactly. Yes. And so it's so nice. Yeah. You go in, you get your open bar, you get yeah. your nice... Your nice if it, you're nine hours. I'm like, nine hours of Munich, score! Yeah, it's, it's a- awesome. <laughs> you're like, this is great. It is. It's really nice. We did it even when we got a layover in Chicago on the way right. back here. We oh, went to the lounge nice. and... And they give you the fancy lounge yeah. for that one, right? Mm-hmm. So, so if you oh, have... the fancy lounge was full, so we had to go to like the next one. Oh, that's but it was sad. fine. That's sad. it. Still was fine. Still free alcohol. But if you have a lounge thing, look for what you have. If it's American, yeah. fine. If it's United, fine. But it do is whatever. worth. If you're traveling in general, having some type of travel card where you're building up the points. Mm-hmm. We just recently got. We almost have another free enough miles for another free flight. So yeah. our flight to Greece was totally free. Right. With points, so it's like. Those if you're going to go through a European airport or yeah. within the United States, you might transfer within the United States. It's fine. Yeah. 
um, on the way back. I had to direct to JFK on the way back. It was actually door. awesome. I it bet. was Egypt Air, yeah. and it was an old airplane, which I like because yeah. they're bigger. Like yeah, the seats are nicer. Room. And we had the whole row to ourselves. Oh so God. I like laid down. Like that it was like nice. the four person row in the middle. Yeah. And Jeff sat on the end and then I just laid down in all the seats. It was perfect. Yeah, but landing in JFK. Oh, well, it was JFK was a nightmare. And it's then we awful. had to drive. It's like a third row country. And then we had to drive. <laughs> yes. And then we Whatever had to drive people say about four hours to our house. Or shithole countries, as our Trump. dear leader used to say. Um, I, feel re I fear we live it in was, one. Yeah. <laughs> No, every airport in the U.S. And I'm like, this is literally, I feel like I'm in like a prison bunker I know. or something. And then you go to like Istanbul and you're like, oh. it's beautiful. And you're like, oh my God, this airport is like the, mo like the mall of America or I something. Know. And it's this beautiful it's thing. So and you're like, our airports are sad. Which is true. So when, so this is an important yeah. point. When you're booking. Istanbul is another good one. Try to book through right. Istanbul. Yeah. Frankfurt. Go to someplace. I fun. would avoid London. I yeah, would avoid no. it. It's we no bueno. Yeah. I would book through mainland Europe yep. or, or Turkey. I would look at Qatar. I would look at Abu Dhabi. You're going to have a much more comfortable experience. Yep. And it's cool. You can be like, I was in Abu Dhabi for four hours. Yeah. And that's awesome. Or even we've had a flight in the past where we had a day layover yeah. in Austria. Yeah. But we got to go out and do stuff in Vienna for a day. And then that's nice. get back I did. On, I did know, a 12 hours awful. in Budapest yeah. once. That was great. It's fun. Yeah. Um, but don't, if you've got like, oh, switch in Minneapolis, I would, mm. I would hard avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> I would go a Try to go way. to a bigger, you know, if you're in the East Coast, hit one of the East, major East Coast airports out, Newark or whatever, mid, like Chicago, obviously, Los Angeles. We usually can go from LA to Europe. Yeah. And then it's Europe to Cairo. Yeah. Uh, we usually can get out of the States without having to do a layover. Yeah. Um, Ky Cairo is big and scary. I would say the scariest part of Cairo, and I know this is your okay, question, yeah. so I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'll let you ask the question. But the scariest part of Cairo, and I'm going to preempt <laughs> is leaving it, the airport is leaving the airport. <laughs> yeah. That's the scariest part of your entire. Okay, so we're going to go through all of this. journey is leaving the airport. So you, but you go to you're your flying to Cairo. First. You go first. You're flying yeah, in yeah, yeah. and you land. Yeah. And you get out of the airport, mm -hmm. and I feel like there's always the awkward like. At least for me, I always no get anxious. No one tells you what to no do. No one tells you what to do. We're going to tell And you're like, you. do I go through customs? Like, how do I get my visa? Because you're like, I need to get a visa. We're going to give you the secret code, yes. secret handshake. Okay. It's super so simple, but yes. So, so visa, we'll hit first. So you need but a can visa. can I say something yeah. first? First, first. So yeah. this is for everything you do in Egypt. You're now you're now in Egypt. You've landed in Egypt. What do you do in Egypt? You smell you, Egypt. You <laughs> smell Egypt. Cairo has a very distinct smell. It's true. It's, it's a mix of gasoline <laughs> plus cigarette smoke plus humanity. Burning. Burning something. Burning something. You know, these things are there. And you Very smell endearing, it. Very endearing, though. We're talking like it as if it's gross. When, but it's like, as soon as I smell it, I'm like, <gasps> when like leaded Egypt. gasoline is around and I smell it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Cairo. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And I get nostalgic. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's the, you know. Like, but anyway, you know it. the first rule of Egypt is that you should ask nice people for help. Yes. And most and people want to help you. People will help you, people will not fuck you yes. over. I don't know how to say this. Now, it, what we could do is say you're worried about this. What do I tell my son? You ask a woman with kids for help. Mm -hmm. So you could profile people from yeah. that perspective. And instead of asking the, the guy who's young, who may not help you as much, ask the older guy. Yeah. The older guy's not gonna fuck you over. So, or ask, if uh, you're a lady. man, you can't ask the woman. Yeah. So you have to be careful with that. If you're a woman, ask the ask woman. The lady. Yeah. It might be a problem for you to be a woman asking the man, yeah. right? So. Yeah. So the, that is the most important advice. Find the people and understand the culture is different. So you can't just approach anyone. But so if you're a woman, approach a woman. 
can be an older woman, can be a younger woman. Mm -hmm. If you're a man with a woman, you can approach a woman. Maybe have your woman approach the woman, mm -hmm. right? If you're a man solo, approach do, an older dude. Do another dude, yeah. Yeah, approach an older guy. And you may not have Egyptian Arabic skills. We'll get to that, I'm sure. But like, ask people. So, yeah. so you land in but, Egypt. But like, other people ask will someone. be confused too, and someone's yes. bound. Like when we like go there and we see people confused, yeah. we usually are like, "Oh, you do this." Like yeah. we just tell people what to do. I was once in downtown Cairo trying to find a restaurant with two friends who have excellent senses of direction. We mm -hmm. had a map. And God. they couldn't find it. When They're was like, this? this is uh, Why do you have like a map? <laughs> four years ago. Like, it was a hand drawn, like, go from the conference to here with oh, this map. Oh, okay. I was like, thing. did anyone have a phone? Yeah. But we had, like, a weird hand drawn map. And, okay. they, were like, and they were like, we will find it. And just I used someone. my social skills yeah. and I found it. So just ask people. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you have to get married to them. No. You just ask them. And this is that survival of Cairo. Yeah. Use those human uh, resources, yeah. they're, they're real. They're real yeah. there. People like, are friendly and helpful. Like you're not going to bleed out on the street like you will here. Mm -hmm. There. It won't happen. People mm -hmm. will help you. Yeah. They will. Okay, sorry. Now. And maybe to us, being Americans and, I don't know, having like weird senses of like, I don't want to talk to people or something like yeah. that. Like you'll maybe feel like they're being too helpful. Yeah, you but might. But it's don't, I guess, that's just something you have to get over. Your spidey sense will be raised. You'll yeah. be like, this person's being too helpful. And I to us, it to feels do. like, oh, they're going to do something. Well, but it's no, not. what it does is it makes you feel like you have to give back. Yes. There is an exchange. Reciprocal. The, like, oh, I, have to, I owe them something now. Or they're, like, being, they're being too much, too giving. And, and I'm not going to say that you don't owe, owe them something. Mm -hmm. You do. And the question is, what do you owe them? If it's a simple question in the airport of where do I go to get my visa, you don't know anybody's shit. Thank you. You're fine. You say thank you and you move along because that's their job. And if it's their job, then I have then a whole you're fine. section on this later. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, then never mind. The tipping culture. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. But yes, but ask people. Ask, yeah. ask, ask. And then you'll know what to do. Okay, so we get off the airplane. Yeah. So we have the visa, which we have to get as an American citizen. Um, there's a new online visa option, which you can... I haven't done this. I haven't done it either, just because I don't... <laughs> I don't... Because it's so easy to It's do so easy. Otherwise. You get off the airport, when you're walking down the hallway, through before you get to, like, customs, customs, where you have to, you know, passport control and all that, there's a little bank and a guy sitting at a desk. It's so counterintuitive. You're and, like, why do I go to the bank or to the yeah. Thomas Cook Exchange? You're like, I don't understand. Yeah. But that's the truth. That's you what you do. hand over either American or U.S., so, American or euros. So bring American dollars. I didn't bring enough American you dollars last time because I was being super yeah. stupid. So bring, I would say, 500 bucks American yeah. minimum. And then you pull out your nice crisp 50 or 100 or whatever. They'll love that. Bring it to the Thomas Cook. Buy your two visas or one visa if you're solo. And it's like a little sticker. You get a little sticker. Don't put it in your book yet. They, don't put it in your book. Don't unstick it. Just, Just put take it in your that passport. thing. And you go to the line. And then you go to the line. Right. And there's a line for Oh, and, and pull out some other cash. So then you can do all your cash exchange. Or you can not do, all, but a lot of it. There's ATMs there. You can get out Egyptian pounds right. if you want. But you can do that exchange at the Thomas yeah, there's Cook exchange. or what, the Misser Bank or whatever. Yeah. Misser just means Egypt. Egypt. So when you say M-I-S-R, that means it's Egypt. It's the Arabic word, yeah. So don't be afraid. So you get your visa. You go through customs. Mm -hmm. They put the sticker in your thing. They stamp it. Blah, blah, blah. You're done. You go out. Like super easy. You go out. You go collect your bags. Right. Then you, it's like, you know, like normal. Like, do you have any goods to declare what you don't? Nope. And you just walk through the line. Right. And you're out. The airport. You come and down. Then. And then. Dun, dun, dun. Then you're out into the front of the airport. This right. is your opportunity to go to duty-free. Right. Duty-free. 
Oh, yeah, because you haven't gotten out to the people yes, yet. we're not out You're to the people. still in a safe space. Well, people still, yeah, yeah, you're still in a safe space. Go to duty-free. Go to duty-free. If you want alcohol, if you're not an imbiber, then if you Skip want chocolate that. or other things, they have bits. But this is your only chance to buy, like, liquor Yeah. if you want to have with you. And let me tell you that we're going to get to tipping culture mm -hmm. soon. I would buy some chocolate bars. Yeah. I would buy some candies. I would buy some things that would make... Gifts. Little gifts that you can give along the way because this is the way we brought C's candy for. Oh, Muhammad. that's I always bring C's mm -hmm. candy. And well, because like it's the best. When chocolate. you're at LAX airport, you're like, oh, we're just gonna get a couple like sets of like. Little... I go to the C's candy before yeah. I go. I get like and you can six get the boxes. boxes and... I get one for the curator of the museum. Yeah. I get one for this friend. I get one for that friend. And that's the C's candy gift. goes over really yeah. well. For Ahmed's family, I get the big box. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you you decide, but. I would bring, what do the Hawaiians call it? Remy always calls it omiyagi. Mm -hmm. Bring your gifts. Yeah. And make sure that, that you have things in your bag that you can trade. Um, but duty-free is useful in that yeah. regard. So if you get like the little Ritter Sport, like yeah, little lint things. or whatever, they'll have all that'll you know, work European really chocolate well. stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and whatever um, your limit of alcohol is, buy it. Yep. And that will... Because you only have, I think, within the day of your landing. Right. You can leave and come back to the airport and go to duty-free. why would you do that? Just pick it up while you're there. Yeah. There aren't other places to get it. No, there are not. So stop at the duty-free, get, get your gym beam or whatever it is you want to get. Yeah. And if you're going to be flying again really soon, then you may not want to do this yeah. or get only little bottles or something. Yeah, or finish it. But it's nice to have, yeah. you know. And let me also say that... And if you're Muslim, I apologize. And, and if drinking for you is haram, okay. Yeah. But for me traveling in Egypt, one of the safest things for me to do is when I eat at a questionable place, take a shot of hard liquor. That can be whiskey, it can be vodka, it can be gin, it can be whatever you want. Yeah. It works well for me. And and so I, I do imbibe. If you're more of a beer person, beer yeah. is very available. But who would waste? Oh, beer is available in Egypt, yeah. not on duty-free. You duty don't free. need, yeah, not at duty-free, but like if you're more of a <laughs> yeah. beer person and you just like drinking beer. Treat it like medicine is yeah. what I'm saying. No, I do it yeah. as like a little prophylactic. Mm -hmm. um, I do that as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you're into that, that's where you'll get there. And so then, get so your whiskey, you, have you your get whiskey, your visa, you leave, you, you get, get your whiskey, whiskey you leave. You go to the then, ATM, yeah. get some money. Yeah. And now you're about to leave the airport. And now, and okay, now let me options. do it. Let me do it again. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. okay, and this is where it gets. This is the realest when you enter part. the gauntlet. This is the gauntlet. And of getting a cab. <laughs> the scariest part of your trip. You're going to be like, oh my God, all of Egypt's going to be like this. I don't like it anymore. But this is just. It's like leaving any airport. It's just like cabs and like buses and yeah, people. Yeah, but, and... but there's like 80 people going, taxi, 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 taxi. Yeah. And you're like, ah. The best new option is, is, is Uber. Yes. Is you can attack, get on the Wi-Fi airport yeah. and order an Uber. And then where do you go to pick it up? And the Uber tells because you. I don't do this. I always have a okay. friend pick me up because yes. I'm that bougie girl. So well, you know a lot of people. But yes. the Uber says like B5. And there's like a B5 in the parking lot. Right. And you meet the guy at the B5. And so you just tell all the people who are going text, text, you text. Say, you say Uber, or Uber, just like, Uber. Or we'll go over, pick up a few you know, Egyptian Arabic phrases. Okay, so let's start that. So you can say... La, which means no. Mm -hmm. So if you want to say no, thank Don't you. Don't do what I did the first time I went to Egypt because la sounds like ya, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, it means yes. It does not mean yes. yes. La means no. no. Yeah. Don't do that. La shukran, mistake. which is no, thank you. Shukran, shukran thank you. La thank shukran. You. Yeah. La shukran. La shukran. You're walking off the airplane. You're saying no, thank you yeah. in Egyptian Arabic. You will be less accosted yeah. by these men trying to make cash. Yeah. So everyone's trying to offer your taxi. If you want to take a taxi, 
that's fine. Take a taxi. Negotiate the price before you get in the taxi. And even then, you might have a dausha. A dausha, dausha mm -hmm. is Egyptian Arabic word for a fight. And I only have dauchas with where taxis are involved. I, that's I feel not like completely they, we true. had one when we were in Luxor. Yeah. There's a and, lot of taxi dauchas. Well, it's because, <laughs> you know, it's... I feel like it's just part of the ritual. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You have to do it. So if you don't like haggling over prices... It's hard. It's hard, but you're going to have to do it because it's expected. Yeah. Or you do Uber because there's no haggling. Mm -hmm. You just get the Uber rate and that's it. And then I tip um, really well. And then, always yes, tip really always well. Always tip. Yeah. All right. Let's just talk about tips since we keep okay. mentioning it. Okay. Okay. Because so, this, is, this is probably the, the most upsetting slash useful way of dealing with Egypt. What do they say? I, I always say this to people that your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. Mm -hmm. And this counts for Egypt, in my opinion, that the most things you can get is through tipping culture, but the most angry you might get is because of tipping culture. Because it's just not how we do it. No. It's just different. Yeah. And a lot of countries function like this and it's just not, and we tip a lot. Like versus like Europe, for we example, do. and Europe when Europeans come here, they're like, "You fucking tip for everything. Yeah, why are you tipping for that?" And that's like because we have but no it's social like, safety. But now. we say, you know, because waiters make three dollars an hour, <laughs> so we have to tip them, so they come up to minimum wage. Right. But in Egypt, it's just it's you just tip instead of just for food service. In Egypt, you tip for everything. Everything. So just expect well, not everything. A lot of things. Yeah. More than just food service. Yes. Um. So and, it's and just some Americans, Egyptians love Americans. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't think you'd be like, wait, no. but politics, it might be difficult. And they think Biden's a stupid old man. And they do. Last time I was there, they're like, oh, you have this very old senile man as president. I'm like, no, he's he's doing OK. Mm -hmm. uh, but people are told certain things on yeah. state television and they believe in them. And that's fine. But when they see Americans, they're like tipper. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Americans are rare in Egypt. They're not, it's not often that you find an American. No, they always like us. Yeah. An American They have opinions solo. about other countries, which we'll share if you would, if yes, you want to will. get into it. Because some countries don't tip. Some like, countries, at all. yeah. At all. And it's, to me, it's, especially right now, inflation's really bad there, and the dollar to Egyptian pound ratio is ridiculous. What, what, what was it? When I you think it's like 1 to 30 right yeah. now. Yeah, it, it was 1 when to 25 It was 1 to 25, 28 when I was there. Yeah. When I first went to Egypt in 2013, it was like 1 to 16, mm -hmm. and that was also pretty... So, like, when you're doing all these things, just remember, like, People have that conversion in your head. Yeah. And I always just err on the side of kindness. And it's I like... Just, I just pay, like, sometimes I'll take a taxi, flag down the taxi, and and pay what might seem to be a ridiculous amount. Yeah, you're going to get charged more than an Egyptian. And I don't care. But I think that's reasonable. I'm a big, tall, white lady yeah. getting in a cab. So I'm like, here's my money. And you're here on vacation or something like this. So just... You know, do it. Yeah. Like, you know, you're contributing to the economy. Yeah. And getting a good service. Yeah. So, you'll be hit. So, our thing is, you know, keep smaller bills around. Now, it's that's less of a thing because inflation is so high. So, keep a lot of hundreds, two hundreds around. Which is kind of crazy. But, like, when we were going through the tombs, I was tipping everyone 200, 200 pounds. Wow. Because it's like $3. <laughs> that's crazy. And there but, are those people, like people who live in Egypt as expats, Europeans yes. who live in Egypt as expats, get really upset when you over tip because they're like, now you're, you're ruining the system bad, for yeah. me. <laughs> but if you're there for a short period of time, I would just let your let your fiscal privilege fly. Set, you know, your money for the day or whatever. Think about this is the biggest thing. Like I've been talking to our friend, mutual friend who's going yeah. in February to Egypt and she's very concerned about how much do I tip? I don't want to insult anyone by not tipping enough. Right. 
and or like I don't want to tip too much and like also be like too much like where's that line and your tipping goes with your age yes you and I, have to tip less than me I have to tip more because they know I'm older that and I think it's just something you get a feel for yeah it's gonna be weird at first if I have a project in in the museum and I'm yes. tipping my workers I'm gonna have to tip a whole lot more because they know I got a grant yes. and I should be able to pay yeah. for it yeah and you're you're no it's just to be expected right so and they'll let you know if what you give them is not enough. They will. And they'll when, say, eh. This is important. So then you can get a gauge on it. When they let you know that your tipping is not enough, try not to take it personally. Yep. Don't get mad. Try to say, oh, okay, and then give them more. I know it sounds counterintuitive. I know it sounds grabby. I but know they're not going to say more, more, more. They'll, just give them a little more, and yeah. then it's okay. And trust in the system. It, it makes us feel like we're getting taken advantage of outright. But it's just... Like in the United States, like we have no social safety net for mentally ill people and they're just on the street and we try to do what we can. In Egypt, if you there is no so, there is no proper payment of wages yeah. for many sectors and they will let you know if you're not tipping enough. And especially at tourist sites. Yeah. A lot of the people who are managing the site, you know, get and put put in charge of a tomb or a temple or something that maybe isn't getting a lot of tourists. Yeah. So they're not getting tips frequently, right. so, aka like they're like the waiter that doesn't have enough tables, if we're thinking about it in an American sense. Right. And so like, you know, you want to, you know, make sure you tip your waiter appropriately. If you're going to a site and they're unlocking it for you, don't be like, well, I bought the ticket. So like, yeah. I deserve this yeah. site and should be open to me and I shouldn't have to tip or anything. It's like, <laughs> no, this is just, you're tipping your waiter. Like in that sense, they're opening, you know, the temple, the tomb or whatever for you. Right. If the... Um, site custodian manager lets you do, you know, above and beyond things. Like mm -hmm. sometimes you can go to other areas that mm -hmm. maybe not everyone gets to go to, or maybe you're in a place where you're, you have to pay extra to take a photo or something, which they've changed the rules in a lot of places about the photography, which actually is nicer and easier. You don't have to pay extra. It's just allowed. But that doesn't mean you don't tip. But you still tip. Yeah. Because maybe they let you stay longer in the tomb to take a lot of photos where you're only supposed to be in there for a little bit and then you're supposed to leave. And This means you kind of need to have your pockets full of cash. Always. And let me tell you about an Egyptian fixer I worked on when I was doing the mm -hmm. TV show there who always, before he left in the morning, told me I put and this is different denominations he's like I put fives here I put tens mm -hmm. here I put 20s here in different pockets yep. and then he knew which pocket had which denomination and then when he was shaking people's hands he would yep. shake with oh, that did. amount yep. and shake with uh -huh. this amount and but you need to like kind of set yourself for the day it's like when we leave the house or the hotel room say you're in New York I always you know like 2000 but we grab our phone yep. we grab our sunglasses wow. and maybe we have our ear pods or something mm -hmm. and then we leave in Egypt you grab your phone you grab your ear pods you grab your wallet or whatever but then you also put your cash you set your cash where it's easily accessible set like you don't want to have to like reach into your backpack pull out I'm your that wallet chick. when i'm traveling with other people make I'm it really like, obvious Who has money I yeah have money and then i make other people pay for me <laughs> when i'm with other people when i'm by myself i'm like oh i have to have money yep. more accessible and be better about have this. a little zippy pocket that you can just yeah. reach your hand into yeah fold it up yeah. shake on the way out and, the, and know how to be able to do this yeah Trust in the system. Will you get taken advantage of a couple of times with people asking for more than they should necessarily have? Maybe. But let that shit go. Just remember <laughs> that, you know, the U.S. dollar is worth a lot there and that you're contributing to these people's livelihood. Yeah.
And and more the people who ask for more tips are generally the people who are in more desperate straits yeah. in their lives. Well, and so we were actually when we were just there, um, we ended up hanging out with this guy who's the only person who still lives in um, Mennonite Marai, like oh, all wow. the houses. There's yeah. one dude that lives there, and he's a Subaru. Wow. And Hamdi's his our friend Hamdi um, is his uh, cousin, like he's. And so we went in, we were having tea and like hanging out and stuff, and we were chatting with him, and we were like your English is amazing. He's like lived in New York for years. Wow. And so we were just chatting with him and we were like, so how'd you get to stay? Cause they kicked everyone else right. out. And he's like, oh, well I just like put it off and put it off. And then the revolution happened and they just haven't come back to ask. Like they just forgot about me. Oh my God. So he's the only one that's allowed to live there still. And we were just talking with him, you know, chatting up and talking about things. And he said like, he's like, I want to apologize. And we were like, for what? And he's like, well, you know, times are really hard right now. Inflation's bad. Like, Everything's really expensive. And he's like, so I feel like people are probably asking you for a lot of money. Mm. And we're like, no, like, you know, it's, you know, the same, you know, like, it's fine. Like, we understand, like, you know, times are tough, inflation and all that stuff. So, like, yeah. I come from a place of, like, empathy and, like, I want to help out as I can, you know. And but he was, like, really intent on, like, apologizing to us and being yeah. like, that's not, like, you know, it like looks bad and all this stuff. And I was like, well, no, I know it's like not because anyone's trying to like take advantage of us or anything like that. It's just that, you know, our single dollar is 30 Egyptian pounds and you can, you know, that's like a meal. Yeah. One, you, you know, that's yeah. a whole meal at a place. So, yeah. so it's just like, it's just different. Yeah. Um, there so is, I don't mind. There is truly something called fiscal privilege yeah. and the IMF rules with it every yeah, day I don't and it's mind not fair being able to help it's not as fair you so what you can do bring it and just don't be a let stingy it go. asshole <laughs> no don't don't be that american or european or whatever yeah. you are listening to and certain to this. europeans have a uh, reputation for being very stingy um, but it's not as Americans. But remember, so. if you're that, if you're that person, don't go, don't go on vacation then. <laughs> maybe, but also think about your social safety net mm -hmm. that your government affords you, that your taxes afford you, that your system affords you, that other systems do not provide, and then do what you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, just it's just a different culture. You know? We so we did go with this. one um, Middle Easterner who was not used to Egyptian ways. Yes. And it was shocking to him when he saw how people asked for tips or how people expected you to wait or how people demanded patience of someone. And that was rather shocking. And the, these things just, this is just the Egyptian way. So there are, again, there are frustrating parts of Egypt, but it is actually in some ways the best part of Egypt. Mm -hmm. So one has to just deal with. It's with very much a Mediterranean. Yeah. Like the kind of easy... Things you know, don't happen immediately. You're yeah. like, I, I want this now. It's not going to happen now. Yeah. You're going to wait a little bit. You need to be patient. Patience yeah. is definitely important. Yeah. You know, long meals. Yeah. Like, you know, if you've been to Italy or Greece or something like this. It's... But also, there's such a thing as having too much patience. You can't just sit yes. there silently. If you need something, you got to say it. Yes. And this... don't just, don't just, you know, you need to come in and say what you need and just don't expect someone to... Here, here's where I think most Americans or just Western people in general have a problem with Egypt is that we're so used to getting our meals delivered without talking to people, like a yes, no contact thing. Mm -hmm. Go to a ramen restaurant. You don't even have to talk to a waiter. You go to the iPad at the front mm -hmm. and you put in what you want. You sit down and it just comes, right? Yep. And we don't have to have human interactions with people as much as you will in Egypt. You do. And you need to say what you want and you need to be vocal. And mm -hmm. if that's hard for you, 
I would travel with someone for whom that is not hard. Yeah. Then you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And then you might be in that relationship. Oh, that was my ex. Where it's like you talk to them. I'm always the one that gets to, that talks up the cabbie. Yeah. That, because Jeff's just like full like New York like. <laughs> and I'm like the chatter. Like, like you know, I can do it. I yeah. talk to all the people. Yeah. But then I get their numbers, and then I can call them when we need a cab to yeah. come pick us up somewhere. The or, cab guy will give you his card. That's I get, okay. You know, a good cab ride. Yeah. Or like when Kylie Matte came to visit us, our cab, his name is Mr. S Mr. F Miles, but he was like <laughs> the opposite of Mr. Smiles. He was so like he had an amazing sense of humor, but like really snarky, like sarcastic. He was hilarious, and. Um, we took them to the to the dock so they could go back to the East Bank, and he got them a good boat rate for right. the ferry over. Right. So it's like you know, use he, these people. Yeah. If a cab driver knows you have his number mm -hmm. and you're going to call him regularly, he's going to help you to deal you get a good with rate. other deals. Yep. He's going to help you make other deals. Put you in contact with his cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Because like they're all big family groupings and stuff. So. so you can't go to Egypt and get a fixer like I have done for TV shows, which is awesome because that person will make it so that the cab rate is fair. This is fair. That's fair. So I kind of have that guy in Luxor on the yeah. West Bank, our friend Hamdi. Yeah. Like, I want to do this or this. He sets it up. Right. We get a good, like, we had a car for a whole day and it was 800 Egyptian pounds. You just have to kind of find those people as you go. But he's our actual friend. Right. Um, but he just knows everyone. He's like one of the families from old Kerna. Right. Like everything's. So there's a line between tipping and exchanging phone numbers. Yep. How do you work that line? Well, I just, usually they offer right. the phone. Because they're going to be like, they're going to say like, you know, how long are you in town? Where are you going today? Like, are you going to need another ride? And so you can say, oh, yeah, like tomorrow I think we're going to be heading up to the Queens Valley. And so, like, we'll need a taxi then. And they'll say, you know, do you have, do you have a phone here? You take my number and you can call me. I'll come get you. And they'll drop you off. And then, you know, 15 minutes before you're done, give them a call and say, hey, we're about done. They'll yeah. come meet you at the parking lot. Right. Take you wherever you want. And there's a fine line between... And most the most of the guys when we were there last, they were like, I'll be your guy for the next, few day, next couple of days. Right. And we'll pay all the way at the end. Right. And just will settle up at the end. Okay. And if you're uncomfortable with that, you can say, you know how I don't I want to pay per ride. Just you know. You could, but, but it might not be a bad deal to have it's one not. cab it's like drive a, for the whole for yeah. the whole trip or the time that you're in a particular city. Because then he knows he has a constant gig. Right. And then you know you have a person you can call, and then you end up getting a better deal. Yeah. But there's a fine line, perhaps, between work and social. Yeah in a sense, because mm -hmm. you then might be asked, and you probably weren't, the cab driver did not invite you to come and see his family after this transaction. No. I wouldn't expect it from but a like cab driver. With our friend Hamdi, we mm -hmm. did go to dinner at his family's house. Right, and some shop yes. keepers might expect you to stay more for tea, and you might meet family members because the family members might be near the shop, and yep. so you might have that kind of social connection, right? And when we went to the stables, yeah, we went home for tea and met mom. And right, but that's also because like we were friends with Muhammad at the hotel, and right. it was his cousin, and we had been seeing him for like th three weeks straight, and so we were like friendly at this point. Right, so it's just different. Yeah, but you can call like if you want those types of relationships, they're very like cultivatable, and if you want that kind of more real experience, but you can also just if you want a cabbie that you call to come pick you up and it stays very like work professional, mm -hmm. it stays that way. So here's your homework. Those of you that want to go to Egypt is 
ask all of your friends who knows people who has a friend in Egypt. Does anyone here have a friend in Egypt um, who could who could set me up and you know just help me? It would just be nice to have a friend in Egypt, and this yeah. won't be seen as weird. Mm -mm. It'll be like, oh yeah, you just need to have a contact yeah. in this other place. So that's your homework. Go out and find who knows people. Um, in Cairo and Luxor and Minya, wherever it is you're going, yep. and it's just going to make it that much better. And if you don't have that option and you're staying in a hotel, you know, the concierge, they're great. Yeah, they like, are. They're super helpful. They're, you know, great if you want to set even up a car. Even a low level, even a two-star yeah. hotel, yeah. one-star hotel, they're going to help Whoever, you with so much. Whoever the hotel much. manager yeah. will be really knowledgeable. They can set up taxis. They can set up, you know, if you want to hit, hit up a place and see something. So is that our next, that's our next topic is finding the hotel or what? Well, the... I have, yeah, places to stay. Right. So right. we'll start. So I'm limiting this to the places that we know best. Right. Which is Cairo and Luxor. Right. And we can name off. Um, so I, I will preface all of this by we're going to have a companion Substack post with all the links to all these things that we're talking about. Right. To the hotels we're going to suggest, um, to the restaurants we're going to suggest. I actually have a Google map where I have tagged all of our favorite hotels in Cairo, oh, or our favorite great. restaurants, so I that's can just awesome. share a link to that. Right. Um, so we'll put all of this on the Substack, and it will the Substack will release when this episode comes out. So you don't have to remember all of this. I'm going to say, Amber, maybe write these down as we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, damn it! <laughs> but yeah. I think it's most, I mean, we'll remember, because it's the places we all know. I won't, it, we're not going to be pulling anything out of our asses. Um, but so we'll go through places so you to stay. you kind of can. Like if you went on Expedia or Hotels.com. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to like, there's no like, even someplace that maybe is not quote unquote Western mm -hmm. and is very reasonably priced mm -hmm. is still going to be very clean. Yeah. And a very nice experience. Yeah. Or they have Airbnb if you want to stay in like an Airbnb and not do the hotel thing at you all. You can. And then you get an apartment and then you, you get a do an apartment. with the person renting yeah. it. But really again, fun. the hotel managers, concierge, are all going to be a great resource for you. They're going to be really helpful. Be like, you show up and you're like, oh, tomorrow I want to go to the pyramids. I've never been. They'll yeah. be like, oh, okay, here, we'll set, set that up. up. Yeah. We'll get that for you. Yep. No problem. It might cost more money. Yeah. To do it, to through, do the it hotel. through the hotel. Yeah. It will. A lot of times they charge you in U.S. dollars, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be like 80 U.S. dollars for the day of the car. Instead of? Instead of 80, 800 Egyptian pounds, which you do the conversion is a lot cheaper. But it's, you know, it's what level, how much effort you want to put into it, if you... And I don't have time to put in yeah. effort, so and if, I For you, if 80 U.S. dollars is not a big deal, don't then, like, care. go for it, you yes. know? You'll still get a good quality experience. Mm -hmm. Okay, so places... Oh, so we're going to do places to stay and places we know best, Cairo and Luxor. Okay. But if we know other places as well, like in Aswan, we can name some hotels that we yeah. have friends that have stayed in. Yeah. Um, or Alexander or other places that people might go, we can do that as well. But we'll start with Cairo. Okay. Kylie, can you bring me wine? Yeah. <laughs> she can take she a went pause. like she went. <gasps> okay. We had to take a quick break. We, we did. had a little crisis, but we're back. We Everything's fine. Everything's solved. Fine. We're all good. <laughs> Nothing I mean, kind of solved, but that's okay. It's getting solved. Yes, it's getting solved. It will the get resolved. Solved. Okay, what we're are on we it. talking about? Hotels? Something. Yes, so we're, we're talking about places to stay. Okay. And so we're going to focus on Cairo first. Okay, good with that. So when you go to Cairo, where do I stay? Or where would you suggest? You have a friend who's going to Egypt for the first time. Where would you tell them? Well, I like to stay in Zamalek. Mm -hmm. But when I was cool. very young, I used to stay at Tahrir. 
Okay. Because there are a lot of cheap hotels in these very tall buildings around mm -hmm. Tahrir Square that are like one star, like you can't believe it costs this much. And then you wake up for breakfast and they give you one egg and a piece of bread. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yes. Okay. But so what's Zamalek? Zamalek is an island in the middle of the Nile and it's fancier. Mm -hmm. And it's where when, all the like embassies are, I think. A lot until of until they build the new capital, yes. it's where a lot of embassies, embassies are. are. A lot of the expats live there. There's a lot of private swanky schools there, mm -hmm. and I stay at the Horace Hotel there. Mm -hmm. But in the same building, there's also the Longchamp, mm -hmm. L O N G S H A M P S. So you and, always have the option of like any western hotel chain is oh going to be in God, cairo yes go to your expedia or hotels.com yeah. and look at your hilton look at your i mean if you want to go four, four seasons, seasons. <laughs> you could um i went to the four seasons once and i was like everything's wrapped in plastic this is not mm -hmm. my style if you can do um the marriott the oh marriott if that you have that beautiful. if you have that cash then mm -hmm. go for marriott's it that's beautiful um, the Four Seasons is either at Tahrir or at Giza. Mm -hmm. um, there's multiple Hiltons. Ramsey's Hilton's Marriott's very nice. Too. Um, yeah, if, if I could stay at the Marriott every or time the I went. House? Mena House is, but that's, but that's far Giza. out there. Yeah. If you want to stay in Cairo. Depends on what you're planning to see and what you want to be near. I mean, the Samiramis is great. Mm -hmm. Samiramis is near Tahrir, but not at Tahrir. It's not downtown, and, and that's really nice. So, and it's it's right across the street from the American Research Center in Egypt. So, Samiramis is really great. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's an intercontinental in terms of which, which hotel chain, it actually yeah. is. Yeah, which chain. Um, and then there's, um, what other hotels do I ever stay? I've stayed right a lot of chains. Like, if you go to Expedia and you get a three-star nice hotel. The Novotel. Novotels are also great. Also right across from the Egyptian Museum. Right. Downtown is right. great. And you can just walk right across the bridge and yeah. you're at the museum. And the Sofatel at the very bottom of Zamalek mm -hmm. has, again, more expensive. But it has a bunch of different restaurants you can try. Yeah. It has a really great view. Yeah. Um, also decent. But I, you know, when I go to Egypt and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm kind of, I like the Horace Hotel because I, I know people in yeah. that area. So it's perfect for me. They're super sweet. The rooms are super clean. It's super convenient for me. So that's where I always go. But if, if I booked on Expedia and I found something like two or three stars and it had good reviews on TripAdvisor, then I'm yeah. all in. Trust the reviews. Yeah. Trust the reviews. You're going to be fine. So that's if you want to stay at like more downtown mm -hmm. Cairo. Um, you know, with the way things are changing and where museums are ending up right, right now, maybe right. you want to stay in Giza. It's a construction zone right now. I wouldn't do it now, but in a year, yeah. okay. Um, right now, it's just like I stayed or I went to, to see a friend and we mm -hmm. couldn't find her because there were so many streets under construction yeah. that it was just a Hard cluster F. And I was like, okay, I can't, I can't figure this out. And but we've stayed at the Meridian down Meridian, there. Meridian, which I think Mana is still House closed. is gorgeous. Mana House is definitely like if you can afford to stay there, yeah. do. Yeah. But if not, definitely go there for tea or dinner or in twenty nineteen I booked a and... I booked a room for me and two friends for the conference and yeah. we had a great time. Yeah. It it's was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of options to run Giza. Yeah. Um, I think there used to be a Movin pick. I don't know if that's still open. That was nice too. Yeah, Movin picks are always um, really good. Those are good. You know, Cairo is a, you know, it's a big metropolis, so there's going to be a lot of options, and it's going to be just depending on where you want to stay. If you're looking for more quiet and you want to kind of get out of the main downtown Cairo, yeah. Mahdi 
is the kind of ritzier neighborhood in right. Cairo, and they have a lot of more like boutique hotels. Yeah. Um, if you stay in Maadi and Maadi's nice, you're mm -hmm. just going to be on the road more and yeah. you're going to be in cars more. So it just depends on like what you're looking, how long you have there. If you're doing the, you know, kind of you want to go to the pyramids and you want to go to Saqqara and you're doing these things, I would stay more centrally located on Zamalek or something like this or out in Giza. Yeah. There's a um, lot of Heliopolis hotels too yes. near the airport. airport. But again, you're not near anything. You're there, just going to be so. driving yeah. more. So, yeah. and we can say for Cairo, traffic. Traffic. So it's bad. The ring roads have made things better. I mean, there is no shortage of new freeways in Cairo right now. That's the truth. But it's worse. Like, if you think LA traffic's bad, yeah. Cairo yeah. is a whole different beast. Yeah. So, you know. Like, going from Zamalek to Giza is, like, a 40-minute car ride, I would say. At least. At least, yeah. depending on what the traffic's looking at. Yeah. Going from the airport, you know, it's going to be, like, longer rides in the car or yeah. bus or whatever you're in. And so. the last trip I had, I flagged down a taxi from Mena House to get to downtown, and the guy didn't know anything about Cairo. It was obviously, like, his first, like, yeah. two weeks in or he's a Giza guy. city. It was, it was madness. And... And you have to stop and ask for directions, or he uses mm -hmm. his phone, but it doesn't really work. And, you know, sometimes you're going to get in that situation. If you do, if you get in a bad taxi situation with a person that seems like they don't know what the hell they're doing, just say, here is fine. Yeah. Henna Koyas. Yeah. Henna Koyas. Get out and start again. And find a new one. That's, if you're there on a freeway, be. don't do well, that. Yeah. But if you can, You'll, do it. It'll be easy to find a taxi. It's not like... They're yeah. hard to find. They're literally everywhere. Right. So, like, get a big intersection, head get, get out, and you're and you're good. And, and Cairo, oh, there's Uber, yeah. and there's another rideshare app that I can't think off the top of the head, but I'll make sure we put they it. They don't in have Lyft. Do they have Lyft? No, they there? they don't have one, but it's another one that's like We Taxi or something. Oh, okay. There's another one. I'll look it up. But there's just use Uber. Yeah. And it's you don't have to haggle then for the price. No. They pick you up. The cars are usually nicer because it's like their own personal cars. So right. They have like nice air conditioning and stuff. Um, it's just easier to use Uber. Yeah, it really is. You'll so. wait. So if you need to get someplace fast and you're at a busy intersection, you just jump in a cab. Yeah. But you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Though the last time I got in an Uber, the guy hit on me. And I'm like, I'm 20 years older than you, dude. I don't hey. understand what is going on right now. Maybe that's but his okay. tastes. Yeah, it was, that was interesting. Okay. So those are our suggestions. We'll put specific links to our favorites mm -hmm. in the Substack uh, mm -hmm. companion post to this. So next we want to hit our top places to see in Cairo, right. which that's that's a you lot. Know, where do we begin? I mean, where do I where do we always go first? I mean, all the museums. Yeah. And those are changing daily. Daily. Yeah. <laughs> what museums are open and yeah. but you know, you want to hit up all the museums. My my first is always the museum at Tahrir, Egyptian Museum at Tahrir. That's like the golden classic. Yeah. yeah. A lot of well all of the Tutankhamun material except for the coffin and mask have been removed. So you're going but it's not like it's not worth the effort. No. It's wonderful. The Tanis material is still there, the Union Tuya material is still there. A lot of the like smaller sculptures, statues. and a lot of the bigger ones are there too yeah. because they can't move yeah. them. So it's like Yaman Hotep the Third Tia mm -hmm. Colossal is right there in the in still the atrium. Totally worth going, and you could still spend days in there. Right, days and days, days and, and they're days. pulling new stuff out of storage because Absolutely. they've moved stuff to the gem and yeah. to the Nemec. So new stuff is to be seen. I walk into that museum and and because oh. I've worked there for so long, yeah. people are like Kara, yeah, <laughs> and then I and then. I, I have to follow the tipping practices that yeah. I've told you about here. So, yeah. um, of course, Giza. Uh -huh. See the Giza Plateau, see the Sphinx. 
You, oh, but wait, we have um, to say, so there, the Grand Egyptian yeah. Museum, for oh, yeah, those of you who are asking, is not finished yet. You cannot try to visit it I yet. I just saw a news article out of uh, Egyptian, one of the Egyptian um, news entities, and they said it's 100% done. Structurally, physically, yes, the building, but that doesn't mean not, the objects And they're doing are, like a soft opening, it would seem. Yeah, they're the letting objects some school groups in. come, see wow. the outside. They're like doing like a very soft opening so maybe within the next year hopefully. so stay tuned yeah it's it's an exciting time i would try not to walk there no even if you're staying at giza and you think oh i can walk there i wouldn't it's no. it's the size of five football fields it's too it's, hot it's too hot it's it's a lot of of exposed concrete it's i would sand. get a cab and they'll take you to the right entrance because you don't you won't yeah. know where to get in and it's it's a big place but in the meantime can't go to the gem. There's still plenty of options for there museums. Are. We have I, the one we just talked about in Tahrir. Yes. And we have the Nemec. National Museum of Egyptian Civilization in Fustat. Yeah. Which is it's wonderful. It's a little south of like the Zamalek area we were just talking about. But you'll see all of the kings there and all of the mm -hmm. king's coffins, or at least the coffins in which they were found. The and mummified I, And I have a book coming out about those dudes soon. So but, yeah, they're trying to, you know, make certain museums thematically tailored to, you know, uh, certain aspects of the culture. And there's museums that you may not know about, like the Coptic Museum mm -hmm. is really nice. Agricultural Museum. There's a Textiles Museum. Textiles and Agricultural Museum are brilliant. The Islamic Museum mm -hmm. is very nice. That's um, the stuff I've never been able to see. I know because it's I'm all always old working. Cairo because we're I'm always so busy. We're always like working. Like all the mosques yeah. and stuff. And... and before you get down to Giza where, well okay let's do Giza first and then okay. we'll come back to Cairo for other things. but. The first place most people visiting Cairo go is the Giza Plateau. Mm -hmm. And they're going there to see the pyramids and the Sphinx. So mm -hmm. what are your tips for, for heading to this place? So the pyramid, which one's open? You to gotta go drive, into? you gotta go oh, with yeah. a taxi. They taxi you up, you mm -hmm. pass the Mina House right. on your way up, you'll pass all the carriages, the horse carriages and donkeys and camels and stuff. But they'll so if you're at the Mena House, you could donkey your way I've up. I've walked also <laughs> from... Is, how long a walk is it? Well, when we stayed at the, um, what's the the one hotel we stayed at there? Meridian. The Meridian. Yeah. We just walked from the Meridian up. How long was that? 15, 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. It really is not bad. Mm -hmm. And the, like, you just walk by the fish restaurant, you turn up the road. Oh, I love the fish and restaurant. And you just what's walk it called? up. Oh, look. What the hell is that fish restaurant? It's um, really, really good. That's it's actually a good. Name, like Christos or something. Oh, uh, yeah, Christos. Pa Christ Papa Christos. Hold on. No. Christos. That's a really good I'll place. Look it up. That's a good place. And they seem to bring in a lot of tour buses, and you can imagine they're the fish so great. big that they probably get like five tour buses at one go from Horgata or whatever. But going on your own is also really nice, and they treat mm -hmm. you really well. The food is great. I think it's Christos right there. Yeah, I think it is too. Um, there we go. So you go up, you buy your ticket, you go through security, and then you get out and you're kind of maybe a little overwhelmed because yeah. of these giant monolithic structures. Yeah. And um, so Khufu's Pyramid's always open, yeah. and you can buy a ticket to go inside. Yeah. Um, Is it always open? They don't ever close it to clean I, out the air or anything like that? I don't think so. Maybe in the last couple of years they haven't. Or they close it sometimes and they do it. I mean, when I was coming up, they would they would have always one open. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you could get into Kafre, sometimes they it was Menkare. It depended, two. right? Yeah. Um, you know, the Great Pyramid, Khufu's Pyramid, has the Grand Gallery in it. That's the one you want to go to. Mm -hmm. That's the one where the, 
where you don't work really hard to get through a tiny passage and then it's just a little chamber and you're sad and disappointed. Yep. Not that there's anything wrong with going into a pyramid. It's still a pyramid. <laughs> it's still impressive. But Khufu's is the one where you're like, how did they build this? What the hell? Mm -hmm. There's a granite, grand gallery floating inside of an expanse of limestone rock. And that's that's stunning to Caristo see. Seafood Restaurant. Caristos. Christos. Caristo. Caristo. Okay. Um, C-H-E-R-I-S-T-O. Seafood restaurant. Okay. If you put in Giza Seafood um, Restaurant, yeah. you'd probably find it. It's right by the golf course for the Mina House. There's a golf course. Mm -hmm. Well, who? Imagine watering that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you want to go in, which is fun, yeah. totally suggest to go in. You can walk around the Mastaba fields that surround. Um, you can walk all the way to Menkauri's Pyramid also. You can also take a little, you know, uh, horse-drawn carriage because it is kind of a hike. And if depending on how like, hot it is, it is pretty long right. walk and arduous depending on your fitness. Do you have to buy tickets to see tombs before you go in? Y oh, for the separate tombs? Yeah. Yeah. So you They're so, all bought. So this is a key thing. Any place you go, there will be ticket purchases at the entrance. Yes. And if you try to wait and say, oh, I want to see that thing, but you don't have the ticket, you won't be able to go. Sometimes the guard manager of the area will go get one for you if you are like, oh, I don't have the ticket, but I want to see it. Sometimes they'll yeah. send a boy Usually to in a more provincial place, probably yeah. not Giza. Um, but yeah, so buy what you need to get while you're there. there we can also talk about the either Giza or Luxor Pass, which is this new option now where you can pay, um, I think it's $100. Can you get those at hotels? No. So the <sighs> there's like f there's very limited locations where you can pick it up. The one place is Giza, at mm -hmm. the ticket booth at Giza. You can buy the Giza Pass right. or Cairo Pass. And that gets you into it, Saqqara, Giza. And it covers Giza. everything in Giza, everything in Cairo for seven days. Really worth it. Really worth it. So go to Giza first, get the Giza Pass, yeah. and then go see everything. It covers then, museums, too. It covers museums. I would so, And there's a website. We'll put it in the Substack. How nice. Then you just show your card. You don't have to do the ticket yep. office and every time. you don't have to time. do every single ticket. You just show the little pass. Same okay, with Luxor. Okay, so Jordan and I are recommending that yeah. as soon as you land and you check into your hotel, the next stop is Giza. Go get your Giza Pass yeah. and just make it easy. It's just so much easier. I, you yeah. save money, too, yeah. if you're going to go to all those places anyway. Yeah. Um, and then you're just done, and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And then you can add on the supplemental stuff that maybe isn't covered in the Cairo Pass, like a certain tomb or something like this. Um, but then you don't have to worry about it. And just don't, I, I, just I don't like lose the like pass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're super poor and, and if you you're a student, this, make sure you have your student ID because there are discounted student rates. But you need the student ID. You, you need you the need? international. Yeah. So having said that, my UCLA one worked this time when it we did. were in Luxor. And it doesn't, they usually require a student ID that has an expiration date. Right. And because you have to be under 25. Um, we use our student ID at UCLA doesn't have a date. No. So we just try it to see if we can use it. Right. Some people say no. Some people say yes. Right. So, you know, if you're preemptively doing it, get the international one. Right. Which you have to pay extra for. It's just, it's like 20 bucks. Yeah. And they just, it's an app on your phone. And you it's can just. ISIC or something yes, like ISIC, that. Yes, ISIC, yeah. Yeah. International student I remember something. these things. They were but important to me one day. <laughs> your normal school ID is also okay. And if you look younger, like yeah. you could possibly be 25, they usually don't question what age you are. Good job, you. Well and it's done. usually half the price. Okay. And I wouldn't normally squabble, but I'm not made of money. So yeah. um, I'll take the discounted ticket price. Because yeah. for, like, for 
But some things, some things you don't get it. Like for Nefertari and Tut and stuff, it's one rate. Yeah. So, you know, try get the student ID. Or I think if you're, you know, a senior, there's discounted rates. And these passes, so. like the Giza pass or the Luxor pass, it's, they will not work for the special, special super yes. things. You always have to pay extra for, you know. Nefertari, Tutankhamun. Seti. Seti. What else? Is there anything in Giza that's extra? Giza, no. Well, I mean, maybe some of the Mastaba as the boat museum is probably included. I love the boat museum. But They're it's getting moved rid now. Of it. It's yeah. all moved. Yeah. It's all moved. I mean, the boat museum was for the solar boat that was found intact at the side of the Khufu yeah. Pyramid. And it was, it was a wonderful museum to visit. And you it's could beautiful. see all of the cedar. You could smell the cedar mm -hmm. and the ropes. And it's just, it's amazing. But it was attached to the side of the pyramid, which is a problem, right? They built, they built a museum on yeah. the pyramid itself. That's being put into the gem, so now mm -hmm. there'll be a wing for the solar boat yeah. at the gem. And it's that, a better that place, be I think. I think so, too. Yeah. So we will see it together, maybe. I don't know. Oh, Let's yeah. see what we can do. So go go to the pyramids. Go see the Sphinx. Mm -hmm. That's cool. You can walk down, um, you know, get all your pictures. So yeah, you can see those. You can see the mortuary temples, what's mm -hmm. left of them, mm -hmm. things like this. Okay. What I'm else? Gonna, in, oh, I'm going to move wanna, on just because we could spend doing this okay, forever. Okay, but let me just say really quickly before you move on, go to Old Cairo. Yes. Go see the old Coptic churches. Go it's to the Khan. awesome. Go to Khan Khalili. Um, go to the Hussein Mosque. Make sure you have your scarf in your bag. Go to, yes. Okay, so a little sidebar. So if you want to go visit mosques, and there are beautiful mosques in Egypt, some of them very old, and, and some places where you just want to show more respect, just have your scarf in your bag. If you're a woman or a man, if you're a man wearing shorts, you want to put that around your legs. Yeah. If you're a woman just walking around and you so go I, to a mosque, put it over your head. I have a topic of like, yeah, what to wear yeah. oh, okay, in certain good. situations. So okay, we can good. delve into that more. But yes, good, good. just be respectful. Yeah. But shopping um, at the Khana Khalili for silver yes. or gold Great is jewelry places. awesome. The book um Binder guy. Oh, I'll put all this on um, the Substack. Yeah, there's so many chocks. wonderful things to buy. There's tchotchke shops where you can get your ugly no, but belly we like, dancing like, outfit. Real shit. But there's good real shit. You just have to know where to find like, it. Nice. Yeah. If you're proper. gonna go to the Khan, K H A N El Khalili, another K H at the end there. You you'll want to research it a little bit and find out where to go. If you have a friend who can lead you That's around. That's overwhelming. It is it's overwhelming, a lot, and it's big. And the Hana Khalili is kind of like when you leave and try to get the taxis from the airport. Yes. It, it can be that overwhelming because everyone's like, come over here and buy here, yeah. come over here. And it's, it's like, ah. It's busy, a busy market. So you, yeah. you do want to bring your force field. And mm -hmm. if your force field is other people who can protect you, that's great. Mm -hmm. And I always go with Salima Akram, my good friend, and she brings me to the her jewelry people. Mm -hmm. And I spend a lot of money. And I mean... Not like massive no. amounts, but it's fun. But the, I mean, the, sil fun. the one silver jewel. I still love those earrings that we got. Which ones? The kind of big, they're like filigree. I th uh. But we went and you bought stuffed bracelets for your like family members. Oh, yeah. And it was yeah. that kind of glass shop. I love that place. Yeah. And I haven't been there since. Last we time I think we there. were, well, he wasn't open. No, he wasn't. Yeah, that place had really nice, nice stuff. Bedouin looking yes. stuff. It was, it was beautiful. Good. Any nice. other top Cairo? Uh, uh, Saqqara, we'll pull in. You yeah. know, go to Saqqara, see the Pyramid of Djoser, see the Saqqara later. Saqqara is a bit of a trek, so you want to make that a day trip. That would be trip. like your day trip. And you need you want to set that up in advance and, and leave early-ish. You know, you want to leave by 8, 9. If not earlier. If yeah. not earlier. And and you get there and you and you then go to all the different places. You can go to the Djoser Pyramid. Mm -hmm. You can go to all the different tombs. You can go to the... 
mummy galleries. There's a lot to see. There's a museum. There's Sakara. a Djoser museum. Yeah. There's you a lot. You can see all the New Kingdom tombs. There's a couple tombs that are open. Sakara. If you're at a fancy you hotel. You can go to the Sarapam. Oh, you could. Which I love the awesome. Sarapam. It's really cool. And it has coffins big enough for a bull, which yeah. are big coffins. They're huge. If you have bank and you're able to, you know, if you're if you're staying at the Four Seasons or the Marriott and you're like, I want to go to Saqqara, you can get a guide. And there is nothing wrong with doing this. You get a, a taxi, get a guide, and go there and, and yeah. the guide will show you around. You can bring your guidebooks and stuff too, but it's it's really nice. We got to a do car for the way. whole day because we were doing the looking at the Second Dynasty stuff because right. we got permission to go over there. We, Amr was with us too, and I think it was like eighty bucks for the yeah. car to stay with us the whole day. That's nice. And then we went to lunch afterwards, and yeah. then we drove back. And yeah, so just but like it was like a nice car. Go to your hotel, and your hotel kind of sets the price. So if you're at a two star mm -hmm. hotel. Your car will be a two-star car, <laughs> and if you're a four-star hotel, your car will be a four-star car. And expect to pay uh, proportionally, and that's fine. Yeah. It, it's nice. Yep. Um, you know, you can even go a little further down south and go to Dashur mm -hmm. and see the other pyramids. Dashur um, is cool because if you can't get into Khufu's pyramid, but you can go into Sneferu's Red Pyramid. The Bent Pyramid, I think, has yep. always been closed because it has mm -hmm. subsidal issues. Yeah. But if you can go in and see those those galleries inside there's three of them inside of the red pyramid mm -hmm. it's kind of insane to see the things that they're building inside of these pyramid structures and then you can see middle kingdom pyramids too mm -hmm. because Lisht is close by um you'll pass it along the way the fayum is close by mm -hmm. you'll be like wait there's a lake out here and what's going on and it's it's kind of cool so Some other hits i'll i'll say you go to mit rahina mm -hmm. um, which has a good museum as well yeah um some of the Bits and pieces no, we have left of Memphis. Memphis is wonderful. It's and gone. to see that colossal of Ramses II mm -hmm. is insane. Yeah. It's laying down. So you could do that all in one day, do all of Saqqara, Mit Rahina. Yeah, you could. All in one day. And there's plenty of little restaurants And a out good there. driver's going to know yeah. what to do. They'll suggest itineraries. Yeah. Of like best ways to see all the things you want to see. If and... you go through your hotel, they'll suggest itineraries. Please don't expect any taxi driver who yeah, picks yeah, you up yeah, in yeah. the street to go to Mit Rahina and suggest itineraries. No, That's for not gonna those things, you need to like hire a car and like yeah. plan out a trip. Yeah. If you're just wanting to get dropped off somewhere, but this means for those of you who are like, should I take a tour? What do I do? Just get a hotel. Do what Cairo, you're comfortable with. Do what you're comfortable with. Then help. Then get the hotel to help you find stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy. Yep. It's so much easier than you think. Um, our favorite places to eat. I'm gonna do a more complete restaurant list. Is this for Cairo? For Cairo. Oh dear. But I'm just going to limit it. We're each going to say our favorite place and we're going to leave it there because we could just go on and on. Um, so I'm going to we'll each say our own and then I'll put other suggestions in the Substack. For restaurants? You know, I mean, you said the fish place was really good. The fish place. Over I love Giza. that place. What is Kibestos? That's a great. Yeah. It, they just put it out and you, you know, it's like a whole fish, like Branzino kind of mm -hmm. like style. Um, and, and then you know, in Cairo, I like Abu Asid. Abu Asid is always, I think everyone loves Abu Asid. It's expensive. It's a little pricier. But the people watching is awesome. People watching is great. The food's great. Shisha. Shisha, if you want that. Shisha is the water pipe. Some of you may call it hookah. hookah. Don't call it hookah in Egypt. Hookah is like this weird pot uh, connected uh, yeah, Turkish thing. Don't call it hookah. Call it shisha. And water, water pipe smoking is wonderful. It's, it's lovely and yep. it's cheap yep. in Egypt. Like, so if you're used to being here in Los Angeles, your shisha costs you 25 bucks minimum, right? I don't 
smoke shisha. There, it's going to be like, oh, here's your $2 shisha. It's <laughs> and, too strong. And they just keep it going, and it's wonderful. Yeah. And um, you can get beer there, too. They have cocktails, I, I, I think. I like to smoke shisha, but I don't because, you it know, it's bad spins. for you. And It's way, yeah. It's but, too strong. But I don't think I know how to inhale. So I'm kind oh, of stupid. Then, yeah, you can just play with it. If you just play with it and you're just like, I'm smoke. holding smoke into my mouth and yeah. spitting it out, and you feel like the caterpillar in the Alice of <laughs> Wonderland yeah. movie, it's super fun. It's lovely. And women can smoke shisha. And really, if you're like, how do these Egyptians make it through the day without any alcohol? There are ways. So you get your shisha and you get your little high. There's your pharmaceuticals and you get your little high. Everyone's got their way. It's also more alcohol drinking than there is. people like to. There is. But there, there's your ways to relax. Yes. And shisha is a big way to yes. relax. Lots of coffee shops, too. Mm -hmm. You know, Coffee shops are more welcome to men, men. than they are to women. Yes. But some coffee shops, like in like, Zamalek, in yeah. front of... We didn't mention the Um, um Khatsum. I guess. I was going to... Um, that's on my list of all. Yeah. The um that's Khatsum a decent hotel. hotel. And the little Lebanese restaurant, they coffee have such shop good, thing. They have such good shisha places out yeah. on the street in front. And people will stay there. You'll be amazed. You'll be like, I don't understand. People are there at the shisha Hang place out. at 10 p.m. The same people are there at 6 a.m. What the hell is going on? But You'll this find is too, just like, the way it works. Cairo, especially, like, the city that doesn't sleep. Does especially sleep. if it's in the summer. No. Because it's too hot during the day to do anything. So people, people are up sleep all night. sleep all day. Stay up all night. Or during night. Ramadan. Yeah. People are up all night. And for one coffins trip, we were there, I think it was 2018. Yeah. We were, I remember I got a cab at 6 a.m. to get to the airport. And I'm like, oh, my God, all the same people who are here at 10 p.m. Yeah. are still smoking shisha. Just hanging out. I know. Yeah. It was pretty crazy because it was, it was hot. Too hot, Some, yeah. September is like summer. Yeah, we went so. in the summer. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, yeah, Abu al-Sid is always a good one. Yeah. The kushri. Kushri is important. Ah, yes. Okay, kushri, kushri is yes. like the cheapest carb food in Egypt, and it's made of a little pastas of different varieties, like yeah. little roundy ones, little yeah. little skinny snake-like ones. And then they put some lentils on, they put some chickpeas on, they put yes. a tomato sauce on. And you can make it spicy. They put they put caramelized onions on. Crispy onions. And then they put this garlic sauce yes. on, uh, and it's so good. Yeah, and you can put spicy on. Yes. It's delicious. More garlic, lemon on, yeah. whatever you like. Um, so the spicy good. stuff, I go crazy. It's and spicy. it could be spicy, it's spicy. But I like it spicy. That was and my favorite after the museum. Every museum, the museum day, we'd all hot and sweaty. And, and we'd go, um, I'll look up the name of the one. But we'd walk. Abu Al-Tarek. Abu Al-Tarek. We'd famous. walk down. Take like 15 minutes. You know, and we'd get a cold Coke. And, and you know me, kosher. I don't drink yes, sugar. Except in Egypt. I never do, but then I got Abu my cold Coke. That's, yeah, that's and a I got And I don't go. do carbs, and I had my kushri, and so oh, good. damn, it there's nothing the like it. It's wonderful. So those are, our, those are our Cairo picks. So if you're walking around and you see a place where they've got a lot of metal plates, mm -hmm. and the, and you can see they display it, what it is. So they're, and they bang on purpose yep. with the metal plate, so they make the it's kushri, like draw your attention yeah. to show, and ba bang the pasta on, and bang the lentils on, and bang the chickpeas on, and do all the different sauces. If you see that, just get in line. Mm -hmm. Note that like Italy, there's often a different place to bring your money than there is to get your food. So you, But I yeah. noticed too, that if you are confused, the people will tell you. The maitre d' will step in and be like, he'll like, ask what you like he'll help you out so don't be embarrassed there yeah. is no shame just go what do i do and hold up your yeah. money be like where i want one <laughs> and people will tell you yeah. and they'll take your money and then you sit down and you'll you'll just it's love good. kushri yeah. kushri remember this kushri yeah. is the beautiful thing and yeah we had it when we were in luxor another really easy food is fatir and fatir hmm. is like a 
It's like a, a filo dough pizza, mm -hmm. and you can get either savory or sweet. And fatir places are lovely. Like Tamea. Tamea is what. So one famous restaurant that everyone does in near Tahrir Square is called Filfilas. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Filfilas is near the museum. Um, used to be near a UC campus, but not anymore. And it's a lovely little wonderland with fish tanks and weird, mm -hmm. like, inside yes. trees. Well, they and... used to have, like, apparently, like, animals in cages back in the day. Oh, birds Don Redford and used to yeah. say back in the day there was, like, monkeys in cages and... The poor it, monkeys. You know. Oh, that's sad. But anyway. But, like, that was, like, in the 50s. But Filfilas <laughs> is wonderful, and I'll go there, and the rice pudding is mm -hmm. lovely. Um, peas are difficult for Egyptians, so it's always budding instead of pudding. Pizza instead of pizza, pizza, and that's fine. Yeah. And um, and Fulfillers is a lovely place. And you'll be at like Tahrir downtown. You're like, this is horrible. There's a KFC and a pizza yeah, hut. Yeah, there's like all the fast food <laughs> if you want it. But but if you go inside the pizza hut, there's like a whole salad bar, and it doesn't suck. And it's way oh, more expensive than you thought it would yeah. be. Fast food in other countries is it's always expensive. so expensive. Yeah. Even in, I remember in Italy, like McDonald's was like yeah. Well, the one by having... the Spanish steps made of marble oh, is, like, well. fancy, fancy. Yeah, it's true. But, okay, so we'll leave that there. We'll do our lists in the Substack because we should get to Luxor. Yeah, so, so one thing that people do, so they only have, like, a week and a half mm -hmm. or two weeks in Egypt, is they'll go to Cairo, they'll spend maybe one day and go right to Luxor, mm -hmm. or they'll spend five days and go right to Luxor. When you do yeah. Cairo, it's up to you. But you go generally just Cairo, Luxor, and keep it tight. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. There's a lot in between. There's yes. so much in between. Yes. But we're just telling you the easy Maybe stuff. Maybe we'll have a second episode exactly. where we'll get more... We'll do Middle Egypt. We'll do, do Aswan, Edfu. Yeah. But so for now, this is your this is your one and a half to sure. two week itinerary Intro. for Cairo plus Luxor bus. Yep. Bus means stop. Stop. Enough. Enough. Yeah. And and so that's, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Okay, so Luxor, where are we staying? Um, I like to stay on the West Bank. Okay, personally. so let's explain the banks. Okay, so there's East Bank, West Bank. East Bank is the city of a million people mm -hmm. with the honking horns and much louder. The high rise, busy. not high rises, but like six story it's like buildings. An, it's where the city is. Yeah, the it, modern city. It's loud, but it's where Karnak Temple is. It's where Luxor Temple is. So it doesn't. It's suck. where all the bigger hotels are. If you want to be fancy, like all the Western style hotels, and are gonna stay be at the East Hilton. Bank. Then you do East Bank. Yeah. Or the, um, that's fine. Um, Winter Palace. Winter Palace. Is, Which if is you for our be, Amelia Peabody lovers. It's right. the Winter Palace. So if you want to be fancy, colonial fancy, <laughs> and stay where the rich white people of the 19th and century It's a beautiful stayed, hotel. Then you go to the Winter Palace. They also have the Winter Palace Annex. Which we have stayed at. Which is much more reasonably priced than the Winter Palace. And it's brand new. Yeah. Actually, uh, it's, I like nicer. it better because it's the amenities are kind of nicer. And it's got a garden and there. And the garden in the Winter Palace is amazing and yeah. the annex looks out onto the garden yeah. and it's much more reason price and you still can do all the Winter Palace stuff because it's right next door. If you're in Luxor, are we getting to boats? We we'll get there eventually. Okay, wait, I'll stop Well, let's explain the banks. The banks. Okay, okay, so on the East Bank, crowded, more busy, but, but you have all the luxurious. kind of bigger hotels that are going to give you like a pool and a spa. And, and you can get food, like you can go to the Italian pizza place, yeah. you can go to the British pub. There's yeah. more food variety. There's more options for the yes. food. Yes. West Bank, is Egypt as Egypt is. And so you'll get a, a more- smaller local, it's not the big bustling city. Rustic it's hotels. It's more like neighborhood. It's like, you know, people will work on the East Bank and maybe live on the West Bank because it's mm -hmm. quieter. And um, the food is really only Egyptian. Yes, you're only gonna get an Egyptian style. Right. 
but that's where we like to stay. Yeah. I like it because we're mainly doing work on the West Bank. Right. So you don't have to take the boat over every day. Right. Um, because the bridges are not nearby. So yeah. you usually commute by commute by boat. Yeah. Um, which we'll talk about because we'll boat commuting in Luxor is its own skill. Yeah. It's its own skill. Um, so we like to stay at the Amun Hotel. The Amun Hotel is great. There's two Amun Hotels, so you can't get confused, I'll right? Make, I'll put the right link on right. the, the Substack. And the owner of the Amun Hotel is Mohammed, and his father was Ahmed Soliman, who has now passed just mm -hmm. in the last 2020. Two years ago, yeah. yeah. And his, Ahmed's brother was Ibrahim, Ibrahim Soliman. And he has a hotel as well. Yes, he stayed does. In the last and they're there. a wonderful family, and they're the hotels our family are amazing. when we go there. Yeah. Yeah. They walk, but Jeff, when we were just there, we were playing with the kids. Yeah. We went to pick up his daughter from school. Yeah. His, him, his daughter and I got very close. She's such a sweet. But yeah, we, were, we got very tight. And, oh, that's so sweet. But uh, yeah, Muhammad, you know, anytime we needed a ride someplace, mm -hmm. he would, you know, take us where, or one of the guys would take us and drop us off. And it was. You just let them know if you're going to be there for dinner or not, and they would have dinner ready, right. and the food was always great, and and, and they would ask you, you know, do you want a lighter dinner, a heavy dinner, just yeah. vegetables, or do you want meat? And right, it was all it was the food's great, breakfast How much is included. It a night? So when we were that, it was like forty bucks a night. Yeah, and he said if you contact him directly, because like tr obviously like Travelocity or Expedia or whatever is going to take a cut. Mm -hmm. If you contact him directly, you get a better deal, yeah. and you know. And we'll tell you how to do yeah. that. It He's is possible. Through Facebook. Right. And when we all stayed, when we went there in 2019 and we were doing our big research trip, I think we brought like 20 people and, mm -hmm. and some of us stayed at Mohammed's and some and it, stayed And we were at, a last minute accommodation. We were. Because we had to change our plans. We and, were. And, you know, they worked with us and yeah. made it happen. And, and, and yeah. Um, go ahead. Ahmed's place has a roof on the pool. Yeah. A, a pool on the roof and like great views and. Yeah. So. No, it's really nice. And uh, Muhammad's putting in a pool, actually. You Is know, he really? That back area where there's, like, the fountain. Right. And there's that back area. He's yeah. going to put a pool in. And oh, he's doing fancy. a whole expansion. That's so great. Yeah. And the rooms are, you know, they're very, simple. They're, they're simple. They're but they're gonna, clean. They're clean and simple. So if you want fancy, fancy and the nice poofy bed. Yeah. Egyptian like beds are hard. Egyptian beds are hard. I like hard. a hard bed. So I'm, I'm okay like with super it. super into it. But you sit down on the bed and there's no bounce. Yep. It's just like it's, it's a, a foam mattress. It's firm a firm foam mattress. I don't think it's even foam. I think well, it's like packed with like cotton or something. I don't even I don't know. know what the hell is It's hell's very in it. firm. It's very hard. So if you want the cushy Western style bed, you're going to want to stay at a Western place. Yeah. If you stay on the West Bank, you're going to hear roosters when you wake up. I love it. You're going to see the kids running around. You're going to get to know the people. But you've got to deal with a hard bed. And and it's a simple place. It's a clean place. You'll have an air conditioning in Mohammed's mm -hmm. place, right? You would air conditioning. If you need it. No um, heat, though. At, but it no, was, like, tight, oh, okay. fine. But, you know, you Even want to we bring there your essential oils for mosquitoes and things like yep. that. But it's okay. Mm -hmm. I always bring an essential oil, like, kit. And, yeah. And that helps me in Egypt a lot. Like, it, an essential oil kit. And the first time I went, I had a little essential oil book. But just... Learn a little apothecary, yeah. bring a little apothecary with you. Mm -hmm. And the most important one of the essential oils, there's two. I would bring a lavender and an oregano. The, and the yeah. lavender is for the bugs. Yep. And the oregano is if you get a cold or a flu or, or any sort of skin thing. And it's going to hit that immediately. Yep. And the oregano, you must dilute in water. You can gargle it and swallow it. And it's going to hit any sort of cold and flu. And I was in Egypt in 2019 and beat a flu that took down many 
that gave my husband a 104 degree fever mm -hmm. and I, I killed it with oregano within two days. So it's, it doesn't taste good, but it's, <laughs> you know, your essential oil kit is for viruses mm -hmm. is the best thing in the world. Yeah. 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 And for bug spray of whatever yeah. variety. Anytime you, you travel, you're going to engage with viruses that you're not used yeah. to. Your body's yeah. in a new place. Bring it's your normal. plant medicines. Um, so that's, we like to stay on the West Bank and those places, you know, you develop a rapport with families and yeah. a relationship and there's it doesn't feel like you're staying in a hotel. Well, the Mudira. There's a fancy place on the West Bank, fancy. But it's, it's, I looked into it. Yeah. It's, cause I was like, oh, we could go there one night for drinks or something. Right. One, it's like so out of the way. Really? It's so far away. In the desert or where? Like, and south. Uh-huh. Which is like, you know, it's just fancy little and it's very, you know, isolated and right. probably quiet and has its like little garden and stuff. Um, but it's like south of like Daryl Schwyatt. So south of like, um, like Malkata and stuff even. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But it's it, beautiful, definitely pricier. But right. again, if you want that type of experience and can afford it. And are still, you still I want to be on the West Bank. I don't know anyone who stayed at it yet, so I can't vouch for it. But it looks beautiful. It, I mean, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. The architecture and everything. Yeah. It's a great place. I even, I asked around and like people knew about it, but no one had heard anything about the lady who runs it, mm -hmm. she's expat, mm -hmm. and you know, how it works or anything. But right. There's also the Marsam, which we love. Marsam is my vote for food. Yes. But they have a hotel too. I know. I, I wanted to stay there too, yeah. but I feel like allegiance to No, now Mohammed. we have to stay now with Mohammed, like, of yeah. course. I have allegiance. No, Mohammed Soleiman's our yeah. guy, so we stay with him, but um, Marsam, we always eat there. Mohammed's food is good too. Mohammed's food is great. Yeah. Marsam food is like, like chef level. Yeah. Like the menu changes every day. Mm -hmm. The food is amazing. And it's right there behind the... And everything is from the garden that's literally right next to it's you. It's so fun to look at their garden. And it's a beautiful, and it looks right onto Komal Hatan. Yeah. Which is Amenhotep III's yeah. Temple of Millions of Years. And the... You can see the Plaza yeah. Memnon. And there's Memnon. these beautiful, you know, lots of lush greenery of the fields. And right. And it's right near the ticket office. Yes, right so by the Taftish. So if you, yeah. you want to go to the... The Taftish is the name of the ticket office. Mm -hmm. So when you get off the boat, you can be like... It's 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 a taxi ride. You can't you could bike there, but you don't have access to a bike yet. Okay, so, so there is a bike place I can put on oh, the really? Substack. Yeah. Oh, and, that's cool. Um, when you get off the boat. Yeah, it's right up. Okay. Um, and every, everyone had really good reviews about it. And biking around Luxor, just be careful. West Bank, Luxor, <laughs> or East Bank is yeah. awesome. Yeah, just watch out for crazy drivers and watch out for potholes. Just don't do it at night. Yeah, that's true. But during that's the day, true. But when I was there doing my dissertation work, I rented a bike from Mohammed Soleiman, mm -hmm. and it was wonderful because you you just you have freedom, you're fast, yeah. it's, and it's, it's great. Nothing's that far away. No, you can get it's bike, or we can talk, talk. We can talk about. So in Luxor, yeah, so you can do taxis everywhere. But taxis on the West Bank of Luxor are they can be an issue. Getting one, especially yeah. if you're out, like near the tombs or something. But there's always it's the service taxi. It's harder to grab taxi. one back. So what's the service taxi? Well, that's just like, it's kind of like a bus. It's their like version of like a little bus system uh -huh. that the locals use to yeah. get around. And yeah. you can, you just hop in and it's like five pounds. It's very cheap, right. Egyptian pounds. And you just hop out when you need to. You tell the guy where you're going and, you Essentially, know. it's a flatbed truck 
that's got a little cover on it yeah, and a like bench a, on each side yeah. of the flatbed and people sit on the bench you hop in and hop out and, and you can actually hang on the back if you want mm -hmm. it's the only time you get to hang off of the back of a pickup truck as it's driving 50 miles an hour yeah. which i have done mm -hmm. <laughs> and and you just hit the truck when you need it to stop or whatever and you get on and off the other option is the tuk-tuk it's five really pounds fun. i used to pay one pound that's five pounds now yeah, which is still good it is it's fine yeah. i'm fine but you can get a taxi, and then that's when you get the taxi's number because it's if you're going to like the Queen's Valley or the Valley of the Kings, yeah. not so much Valley of the Kings, but like or the tombs out there or yeah. any of the mortuary temples, the taxis don't necessarily hang out for you to get back. Even the Marsam, they don't hang out, so you have to call a person to be like, hey, we're done eating at the Marsam. Like, but also, the Marsam Hotel would call you a taxi. We had them do that one night because no one was there. Could you ride your bike to the Valley of the Kings? Yeah, yeah, you could. But it's kind of hard. That's a longer it's hard. drive. You can ride your bike to Dero Medina. Yeah. You, can, you can't You can ride your bike around Sheikh Abdel Gorna because it's all hills. It's You can't do anything with that. Well, no, and there's not really a place to like park your bike. I would just do that on foot. Right. Like right. you can, we walk from Dero Medina all the way to Hatshepsut. Right. And stuff, it's just easier to walk. But so Dero Bahri, you can ride your bike there. Yeah. You can ride and your bike to the, the Ramesseum. The kind of far. Gorna Temple for Seti the First is a little far. A little far. A little far. Um, so, you know, you want to have good relationships on the West Bank so you can get around. Most people, when they go to the West Bank, are in tour buses. Tour buses, and they stop at two places, and nothing else gets any love. And then they get the fuck out of there. And that's, it's, bleh. Yeah. 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 So, give it more love. Give it a little more attention. Yeah. But, yeah, just get a taxi driver's number. Um Places to eat in Luxor, I already said the Marsam, mm -hmm. amazing. East Bank, there's a really great koshery place. Which one? Um, oh, the one we, we met went to when Danny was really angry. <laughs> she was really hangry. Oh, yeah, that one that's night. right. Yeah. That's right. Um, it's like, like really tall, floor. and you go to like the eighth floor. Is that floor. the one above Abudi Books? No, it's in, in down the street more. Oh, okay. But it looks out into Luxor Temple. Oh, okay. we, you know what I'm talking as about. Yeah. Kylie, yeah. Kylie's here um, helping us figure out stuff too. But as Kylie and Jordan know, I have no sense of direction. Mm -hmm. Like none. She doesn't. Like if, I, if I'm like, I should turn right. And then I'm going, no, that's wrong because I think I should turn right. So I'm going to turn left. I'm still wrong. Even if I second guess myself, I'm wrong. I just I have other skills. And direction is not one of my skills. Nope. It's really not. And if it weren't for Waze and Google Maps, I would be dead somewhere in a hole in the ground where it puts the lotion in the basket because <laughs> it's called it's called bondak bondak but it's koshri oh that you know have it, i been to just, that place yeah but You're you like, and you yes, go all the way up to yes yes i have been to that place. eighth floor i didn't know it was called bondak okay um, well, see i end up going because i just like know what it looks like yeah exactly um the other it's not near the mcdonald's it's in it is it is go in yeah okay Okay. And there the, is a McDonald's in Luxor that overlooks Luxor Temple. We apologize on behalf of Americans everywhere, but it's there. And you can go and have a Big Mac and look at Luxor Temple. So that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Behind Luxor Temple, there's all those, they're competing restaurants, which I kind of there's enjoy. A lot. There's a little like little market con. But I kind of like going up to the three competing restaurants and like letting them compete for mm -hmm. you. I kind of enjoy that in a sick way. It's fun, but they're, they're super touristy, obviously, but... You know, it's all right, and you're outside, and you get to look at the at the temple, and and made the best man win. <laughs> the Nefertiti Hotel. Yeah, I've never stayed in it, but they have a rooftop cafe bar. This is East or West? East Bank. Okay. And we went there for like snacks and like juices. Yeah. 
because when it, you know, a long day, we spent like the whole day at Karnak, we just wanted like a little juice. Yeah. Because uh, like the mint, ginger, mint yeah. lemon drinks are really oh, good. So this is an important thing. You'll walk around Cairo, Luxor, anywhere in Egypt, and there'll be juice stands everywhere. And you should stop at the juice mm -hmm. stand and you should get the a juice. Great. The only juice that is not fresh is and it is fresh, it's just they, they do it the day, the day of, is mango juice. Mm -hmm. So when you see the mango juice being poured from the plastic, that doesn't mean it's not fresh that day. It just means it takes a whole lot of time to get the to, juice from the mangoes. Yeah, process it's it. It's a thing. So the mango juice comes from their plastic thing, but otherwise they'll do it right in front of you and you get to pick the juices. And I've never gotten sick from a juice stand. No. Mm -hmm. It's always been very clean and no, lovely. No, because they don't mix it with with water. water. The water is the problem. Yeah. Well, so on that topic. <laughs> yes. Eating in Egypt. Yeah. Okay. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. Um, okay. So, so I, to I, I gave know the, the old adage of like, don't eat fresh foods. Don't eat fresh fruits unless you can peel them. Don't I, drink the water. I don't follow this because I, I was don't a vegetarian either. for 22 years. So I can't I eat all the follow vegetables. that. I eat the and vegetables. And I don't get sick though. If I get a salad, I'm going to eat the salad. Oh. And so if I have a lovely. But I brush my teeth with water. I do brush my teeth with their water. And I'm like letting it, I'm trying to get it myself used to it. I mean... But I drink bottled water. I don't drink bottled water if I can. Do you know what I do? Well, you have your little filter. I go to yes. REI and I get my little self-filter and I filter it myself because there's a whole lot of yes. water bottle There's a lot fraud. of plastic. And yes, also that. They'll yeah. fill up the water bottle with uh, tap water and, and put a seal on it and then it's water. It's, you know, but it, it's going to get you sick potentially if you're not used to it. Yeah. Right? So I bring my filter from REI and mm -hmm. I try to always have my water with me. If you're not sure about the water, don't do what I, my rookie mistake was I had a lukewarm health tea, a ginger tea, disaster. And Egyptians, when they make tea, they boil that shit. And, and they it's boiled, boil it's it. Fine. It's fine. Then the water is boiled and you're, you're good. Tea, you're have good. tea. That's yeah. safe. Tea is safe. Tea, coffee. Tea, coffee equals safety. Or like it, Coke. Which it's is coming why from like Egyptians are drinking factory. tea and coffee all day yeah. long. Right? Soft drinks are fine. Soft drinks are fine. So don't don't get the health tea like but don't I did like, that time. You know, the whole like watch for ice cubes and stuff. Like, yeah, I, I guess you the have to be aware of those The ice cubes, I think, are things. probably usually safe, and I'm not yeah. freaking out about those things. But um, beer is also safe. Yep, beer is there. Um, wine is it's not safe Stella. for me. It's not Stella Artois. It's Egyptian Stella. Egyptian wine is not safe for me. I don't do Egyptian wine either. Egyptian wine is... I, there are people who can I bring do Egyptian wine, wine with me in my bag. <laughs> I, I don't because so I, because I'm cost effective, so I'll bring a whiskey maybe. I do, we just do both. Yeah, okay, We fine. do one bottle to have like on a special night. I mean, that's fancy. I'm not going to bring wine for a special night. We just Screw bring um, it, Some people do Egyptian wine and have no problem with it, and that's fine, and, and they like it. It just gives your, me you know, issues. Certain body, everyone's body's different. So I, and I am your, the most sensitive of the bodies. Yes, listen and to your body. I get sick very easily, and once when we were staying at that hotel on the East Bank at the Winter Palace, I got super sick from a meal that we had. Yep. No one else got sick, just me, and you all went on the hot air balloon, and I, I stayed but yes, behind. I know the story. Oh, that was the 2016, the not 2018. Yep. Yeah, that was sad. But yeah. Yeah. But I eat the vegetables because, I, I because the produce in Egypt is fantastic. Yeah, you want a good tomato? Oh, my God. It's they beautiful. They have the best tomatoes, yeah. the best fruit. Yeah, the best cucumbers. Cucumbers. Yeah. And they know how to make a good salad. They know how to make a great salad. So I would eat the it. The produce is amazing. Um, like, puts California to shame. It does. It does. Because like, we pick things before they're that, ready. That, and it's all, like... GMO and all that. Well, unfortunately, know, Jordan, bullshit. a lot of that GMO bullshit is being imported into Egypt now. I'm, which I'm is sure. Really sad, but, but we went to the market actually this time, and the market was 
like so fun. Which the like the fruit Muhammad and took market. us to the actual market. Oh, that's, that's every lovely. Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday. And well, because he was like, you can help me carry stuff. He was buying stuff for the for restaurants. That's awesome. And the heads of cabbage were like as big as the base. It was massive, and that's just everything crazy. looked so like fresh and amazing. They had fish. The fish looked so good. Wow. And because he was asking, he's like, oh, you want fish for dinner? Like, check out the fish, and yeah. you know, the eyes are all clear, yeah. and they were beautiful fish, and wow, everything was like awesome. So, yeah, Egyptian food, you know, you, you it's simple. If you do simple stuff, it's it's a lovely peasant food, and um, just salads like Medi- are it's just great. Classic Mediterranean food. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, so I do eat the vegetables, even though yeah, everyone says do don't too. eat the vegetables. I've never, and I think in places that are catering to more of a Western people, mm. they know maybe to use more bottled water and to be more aware of these things and where I got sick with that stupid health tea was at a bougie restaurant where they should have been using bottled water and it was not and and I got I got super effed over because I traveled the next day that was really bad and my tests still show hep A in my in my liver but Make sure you have your shots. Yeah, Any make sure. Yeah. So pain, the only shots you don't need malaria. There's no malaria in Egypt. No. Definitely get. Make sure you have all your hepatitis. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're up on tetanus and all your boosters and all that kind of stuff. If I'd re up my Hep A, I would be fine. Yeah, and Hep A is every. F- I probably am due for one. Every also, five years. It's five years. Well, no wonder. Well, but the, so five for the live vaccine. What the UCLA doesn't give the live anymore. Yeah. They only give you the shot, and I think it's three years now. I mean, the no shot. I got sick, yeah. Really. It's, no we're probably all it's need my our own booster. Fault. I don't think I've had one for like 10 years. But so. now I've had it and it's there. And so I guess I'm inoculated for some yeah. time. Um, okay. So eat. I don't, don't worry about it too much. I guess just be aware of and, the water. And, and have your whiskey. You and know, yes, get home. I always do a little prophylactic mm-hmm. before or after dinner. It's not going to hurt. Nope. Kill. Yeah. Just kill. You know. And be discreet with that because yes, it is offensive to Muslim people. Don't shove it people. in people's faces. Yeah. It's, it's offensive to them. So that's fine for you to do. But just, you know, be discreet. And beer, I think they're a little bit better about well, you yeah, know you, Egypt has a large Coptic population yes and so like you, there is a difference between like liquor and beer yeah. and all that kind of stuff but um I would be careful with locally made Egyptian liquor oh yeah so if you go and there you, are quote-unquote liquor shops you can go to which I've been to and bought quote-unquote whiskey and it I wasn't would, whiskey I would be careful because I'm not saying it'll make you go blind. No, but but it's not regulated in our same way. It could make you sick. Just stick with beer. I would stick with beer. Stella is lovely. There's a Um, beer called Saqqara. is lovely. Um, Really good beers. Yeah. It's nice, like, light lagers. And it's not as offensive to most people. No, I think, yeah. If you're drinking on a Friday, keep that hidden. Just do your whiskey in your room. Mm -hmm. Like, have a little... Yeah. We would just... We got two glasses from the kitchen, and yeah. we would just have our whiskeys in the room by ourselves. If you're if you're at a tourist place, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. doesn't matter. All, all bets are off. You get to do whatever you want. Westerners. Yeah. But if it's a they Friday, expect it from you, and yeah. the prayers are going on, you want to be yeah. careful. If you happen to be traveling in Egypt during Ramadan, which is the month of fasting, do just be respectful that Egyptians are not allowed to eat during Until sundown. And if you're not on a tour, and thus not at the touristy places, you just want to be respectful yeah. of that. So. I know I usually try to wait till sundown. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll serve you still yeah, if it's they before will. because they're great. Yeah. And you know, running their business, but I try to be polite and mm-hmm. wait to eat until sundown too. Mm-hmm. So you're not eating in front of people who been are hungry all day. Yeah. And you know, so just be empathetic. And Ramadan always shifts. So you yeah. think, you oh yeah, I'll miss when that. it is and 
And then the Ramadan's like, oh, fun because they party all and have fun all, all night and it's have lots of you know fun celebrations. Sundown and at Ramadan and you and get invited all night. to an iftar yeah. and you break lots the fast of food. with people. Yeah. It's wonderful. Okay. So I'm going to leave it there for food. Okay, mm -hmm. so. We could talk about it a lot. Okay, Luxor places to see. I'm going to also kind of limit us because we yeah, could we just have to. literally go on and on. I'll do the full list in the mm -hmm. Substack post. Um, but we already mentioned Karnak Luxor Temple on East Bank. Right, and you don't need it like you would if you're staying in a Cairo yeah. hotel to get a day trip organized or anything like no. that. You can go out and come back, go out yeah. and come back. It's okay. And just get a taxi and go to mm -hmm. Karnak and... So Karnak, Luxor Temple, Luxor Museum. Luxor Museum, people often give it a Amazing. miss. And it's a shame. Well, we were just there so. and it's different. There's new what, stuff out. What have they done? Well, they so you know they used to have the T three statue right when you walked yeah. in. Now it's the Tut head. Did they take him to the gym? No, the T three. He's just back. They oh, moved okay, some pieces good. around and they pulled some new pieces out that maybe were taken to the gym. But they have all the other like key pieces. But there okay. was like new stuff. Okay. Um. So it was cool. Luxor Museum's wonderful. Luxor Museum's great. Yeah, so Luxor Temple, Luxor Museum. Mummification Museum. Um, which I went to the first time. It's wonderful. It was very Masa nice. Hart is there. Yep, it's yep. fun. Yep. Um, I think that's East Bank. Well, now you can do the Avenue of the Sphinxes and walk if you so choose. How All, crazy. I've never I, done that. So we walked Karnak on it to Moot. Yeah. So you go to Moot Precinct and you can okay. see that as well. And we like looked down it. Oh, we were, it was pretty hot. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <sighs> But it makes it kind of annoying now because there's no roads over top of it. So if you want to get to the other side, you have to go all the way down oh, around wow. Luxor Temple. And I always have my umbrella in Egypt. And yes. people may look at me like a mad, Skin crazy, protection. tall white girl, but I do not care. I've got my umbrella and I that's, will foist my umbrella. And yeah, just, that's my next is we'll yeah. go through what to wear and what other things to bring. Yes. But keep, um, for so, the Sphinx Alley, I could do it with umbrella. So that's East Bank. Hatshepsut probably had an umbrella. So that's, I mean, Cairo, I mean, like Karnak, you could spend multiple days at, but yeah. Um, West Bank, what's our places? You could spend careers at Karnak, yes. but yes. Uh, West Bank, you obviously go Valley of the Kings, mm -hmm. Valley of the Queens, mm -hmm. Dar al Medina, Dar al Bahri, Tombs of the Nobles, and then the mortuary temples that are open. We have Menedet Habu. Um, Komohotan, you can't really go into the temple, but you That's can see. That's the Colossae of Memnon. Yeah, the Colossae of Memnon. And what, it looks like they're working on some of A3 stuff. Um, but you can see it from the road, because it's right on the road. Um, Seti's Mortuary Temple. It's called Gorna Temple. Gorna. What else is open over there? You said Ramesseum. You said Medinet Habu. Medinet Habu. Yeah. And each of these temples usually has a restaurant in association yeah. with it. There's cafes nearby yeah. and stuff like this. So, you know, you... Spend a couple hours there, stop at the cafe for a juice or a drink or something, and then do another one. You could probably fit a couple into a day. And when you stop at one of these cafes, you can be like, okay, we just want to feed all of us, do like two courses yeah. or something, and, you do and like, it's easy. Like tapas, like yeah. kind of share. Yeah, it's easy. Um, yeah, so, and then there's all the nobles tombs. The nobles tombs is probably the hardest thing so to do on your own. Yes, which is why I have a friend. Right. Yeah. Because you want somebody to help you know, oh, that one's up here. That one's over here they and plan. around. So if you go to the parking lot. Yeah. There's, there's a parking lot for the tombs of the nobles. Mm -hmm. Huh. Right at, um, like near kind of Okoka, like right by that hill. There's a parking lot. And if you go there first, there's guys that hang out and you can pick up a guide. Okay. And then 
Because you a guide meaning a, guide, a man. A guide. <laughs> no, a guide. Like oh, someone not, to take you around. Yeah, a person. A man. Yeah, a person. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so you buy your tickets over at the Tap right. But then you have to drive to the to the office, uh, to the parking lot, and you pick up a guide. Right. And then he'll say, you know, how long do you have here? What tombs did you buy for? Right. And then he'll plan out the route because some are more uphill, so you start at the farthest ones and then like work your way back. Which makes me think, really, what everyone should do who's listening to this wants to go to Egypt. You spend a week in Cairo, you buy your Giza pass, and you spend a week in Luxor, you buy your Luxor mm -hmm. pass, and you're done. You don't have to worry about tickets yep. every time. Yep. Okay, well, so that's the end of part one. We don't want to overload y'all. So much information. I think that was probably like two and a half hours, so we could keep talking. We still want to cover what to wear, what to bring. Oh, I have things about what to bring. So we'll, we're going to do a part two, and maybe a part three even, with like other places we want to you know, possibly visit, other places say that we didn't cover for Cairo and Luxor. Middle Egypt. Middle Aswan. Egypt, Aswan, Alex, Alexandria. Yeah. Um, other ways to travel, you know, trains. There's Red Sea Coast, we never Red do Sea it. Coast, we never done we it. We used to but travel plain internally. Yeah, internal. oh, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot of things to cover. So okay. we'll leave you there with part one. I think that's a good place to start. Um, and we'll see you for part two. Yay! This is... After Lives of Ancient Egypt. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you to our listeners for your support, and please subscribe. It's a big deal with all the platforms, so subscribe. If you enjoyed the show, share it with all your friends, and most importantly, leave us a five-star review. It really helps with all those aforementioned platforms. Send all those ancient world questions and topic suggestions for future episodes to karakuni at gmail.com. We read them all. You can find info on all my books, articles, and upcoming lectures on my website. Just head to karakuniegyptologist.com. Amber puts all that together. Oh my God, thank you, Amber. Join our vibrant and subversive online community at patreon.com slash afterlives and get access to our private Discord server where Jordan and I can connect with our listeners far, far away from all those toxic social media spaces. And do not forget to check out our Substack Ancient Now at ancientnow.substack.com where we share perspectives on all that history and archaeology news every week and continue the conversations that happen after the podcast mic is turned off. You can find me on Facebook at Kara Cooney Egyptologist and on Twitter and Instagram at Kara Cooney. Thanks to the team at Patina Productions for this podcast, which I must point out is wholly separate from my academic work at UCLA. See you next time on Afterlives of Ancient Egypt.